You have just entered the Katie Ma podcast. Hey guys, what's going on? And welcome to episode 208 of the KB Mod Podcast. It is October 4th, 2015, and uh, we've got we've got the uh, the normal crew. It's good uh, it's good to have everybody for two, two right two consecutive weeks. Yeah. I think we've had had the crew. How's everybody doing? We yeah. good? Yeah, good. How's that? How's that I'm tea, well. Brandon? Brandon's drinking some tea right now. Boy, it's very. delightful. What it's did you What did you make? Uh, it's just like some nice PG Tips tea. I use two tea bags. <laughs> Oh, so I'm uh, a nice real, real rebel. Good. That's mm-hmm. nice. Do you uh, do you sugar and milk in your tea or what? Yeah, I do some milk and like a bit of sugar. That's like generally English folks put quite a bit of uh, milk and sugar in their tea. Yes, and I've actually cut back quite a bit from the way I used to drink it. Uh, so now I I don't drink tea with milk, and I was told by an English person once that like that's so fucked up and like an American bastardization of tea drinking. I was like, dude, I mean. We dumped okay. your tea in fucking <laughs> Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Wait, no. Don't give a fuck about your <laughs> Not tea. Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Pearl Harbor. Yeah, Pearl Harbor. Never, Boston. Can never <laughs> forget this is the, the attack on the tea at Pearl Harbor. At Pearl Harbor, God, I'm mixing. <clears throat> I've had anyway. tea with milk in it. It's not very good. Sorry, British viewer listeners. But I know that, yeah, it I'm pretty sure. depends on the that. type of tea you're having. Yeah. Like, if you're having, you know, an English type of tea, like English breakfast or Earl Grey or something sure. like that, like, you, you should drink it the English way unless you really <laughs> don't like that. Yeah, Earl Grey. All right, Earl Grey tip. But um, all right. Well, that's good. I just wanted to check. Um, also, I misread your your Skype thing earlier, as that you were making juice too, and I was really going to get excited because I was going to kick it off <laughs> with asking you what kind of juice you were making, but it was actually you saying to juice the retweet. So I totally yes. I, mi- I missed that. But how's uh, let's perfect. let's do our normal thing. Let's see if there's anything uh, that happened, bef- uh, you know. During the week, that was exciting. That, that anybody wants to share, it's it's popcorn. So just say popcorn, and then then you can go and share. Do you ha- do you have to say popcorn first? You do have to say popcorn. popcorn. I'm, I'm instituting that. Yeah, popcorn. Popcorn. Oh, hex said it first. Yep. Go All ahead, right. hex. Uh, popcorn. Whoa. Uh, do you, do you really want to go that bad, Nick? Because I'll let you go first. It's cool. Popcorn. Yep. Nick just ate a bunch of popcorn this week. Is apparently popcorn. <laughs> oh, speaking of, popcorn. Po- I think I've talked about this before, but the popcorn. Orville popcorn. Redenbacher. <laughs> God damn it. Popcorn. What popcorn. did I start? Okay, actually, you don't have to say popcorn. Hex, I'm just going to pick you. Yeah, okay. Uh, I went to the uh, I went to the symphony today. I, uh, I went Sorry, to... just my pinky just inadvertently just flew out from my hand and I'm holding it in the air. Hoity-toity. Hex is too quiet, I'm seeing, apparently. So let's uh, let's let's bump my mic a little that's a bit. Good, that's a good thing to say out loud. Thanks for narrating your mic I'm adjustments. narrating my own shortcomings is what I'm doing right now. So we'll bump the mic a little bit. Yeah, I went to the uh, I went to the symphony today. I went to see we bought we bought season tickets for the symphony this year for the first time. I think that's the first official sign of me being an adult is that I bought something that hoity toity. Mm-hmm. Um but it was the uh the Frank Sinatra symphony so they did they had a guy come out that had a really good voice and did a bunch of like Sinatra numbers and then some of his own originals and they did some other like movie stuff with a full Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra. It was actually really great. Uh, it was a lot of fun to go and see someone that can sing like that sing in real life. So that was my that was my cool thing I did this week. Cool if you're a fucking music nerd like me man i really feel like <laughs> it was really cool you guys i went to see a man age, sing like our our cool thing because I, I i'm gonna i was gonna go i'll go i won't go next but i was gonna talk about some carpet steam cleaning that happened this week for oh me. man so i steam I really the, the like fuck out of a carpet tonight man i steam cleaned so many end. carpets yeah that's like the best thing that i think anybody did this week but brandon did you have anything this week that uh, you wanted to share 
I'm not uh, going to ask you because I feel really, like the flea market questions forcing it every week. So yeah, no, I have not been to a flea market yet. I mean, trust me. At this point, if I attend a flea market again, it'll be headline news on this cast. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, okay. No, all I've really been doing is just uh, like binge watching TV shows and stuff, and playing what some are you games. Yeah, what do you want? I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I'm going through Sons of Anarchy. I actually just discovered there's a seventh season. I thought I was almost done, and there's a whole other season that I that so, I have. So, as someone who stopped at season four, where are you at right now? I just finished season five today. Was season so five I, good? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, every season I think's been pretty good. The and first four point, I really enjoyed. Yeah, no, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Like the thing is too, even if it gets bad at a certain point, like when I'm five seasons in. Out of a seven season series, you know, I'm just gonna finish it. You have right. to. So I have to ask: Did you watch? Uh, did you watch the Emmys? No. Okay. Well, they spoiled the shit out of the ending of Sons oh, of Anarchy, it. and I'm just so. like, well, fuck! Different... I don't need to watch this they, now. Yeah, I heard they spoiled like a bunch of stuff at the Emmys. Just like one more reason why I would never watch the Emmys. The, I, yeah, I, I, I watched them, and the they F- literally spoiled Emmys. the last season, and I was so pissed off because I was like, well, I was gonna go back and watch those last three seasons of, Son of An- Sons of Anarchy, but now I know what happens at the end, so I don't know that I want to watch that. Yeah, I mean, it takes a lot of twists and turns, and I feel like uh, it's kind of the. It's sort of the Game of Thrones model where, like, you know, people die off unexpectedly and you kind of have – you have to get attached to new characters and stuff. So I feel like that keeps the show pretty dynamic. And I just enjoy – like, I just enjoy now going through shows that are already done so that I can basically just watch it on my own schedule and marathon it when I have the time. Yeah. Yeah, they, Don't you lo- love when Charlie comes in and he had, like they he, he talks to D and like they have like it's like super funny. I love when Charlie comes in. Yeah. Yeah, and there's and Dennis says, and Mac. Like, no, you could get down like that. There's Dennis and Mac, and then Danny DeVito's there, and it's always Sons of Anarchy in Philadelphia. <laughs> it's always the Sons of Anarchy in Philadelphia. <laughs> it took me that long to figure out this was a fucking always sunny reference. I was like, what the? How does Nick know about this show? God damn it. They also spoiled the I haven't seen the last season of uh, a True Blood and they spoiled the very last episode of that and I was like, well, I really didn't plan on watching the end of that series anyway, but at least I know how it ends now. <laughs> it was I, fucking shitty. I feel so like I'm bad. the only person that like got to season like 2 or 3 of Game of Thrones and was like, yeah, I'm not into it anymore. Really? <laughs> like I stopped watching. I think yeah, the first like the then. first couple, maybe first 3 seasons were really strong. I yeah. think like, the first 2 seasons were really strong and the rest of them are are good. But it's yeah. like I think it's really hard to beat the first two seasons. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe that's yeah. That's it's still good. Happens. Like it's still a decent show, but it's not quite what it was at the beginning. It's number two all time on the IMDb as far as ratings go. So anybody else? There's anybody something. else have stuff they had doing this week that they want to talk about? No. No. Okay. Right. Other than well, I I did tweet this, but I I did get a steam cleaner for for the carpets and uh, really. We went to work on some stains that have uh, really been irking me. And if you've never steam cleaned a carpet before, honestly, it is. We talked about Wait, it a little bit. Did you steam clean or did you I hire did. someone? No, no, no. So I actually bought um, I actually bought one off, just bought a Bissell that I wanted for a while. That was on my wish list. You've been, you've been eyeing that. Oh, I've been eyeing that. fucking <laughs> say the statement th- that I wanted for a while? Uh, well, I, I listen. talked to my sister. Anyway, it's a whole long story. But yeah, I, I found the I've really been eyeing the steam uh, no. cleaner. I'm back and I'm back and Scott up on this one. I've had a deep cleaning rug scrubber on my Amazon yeah, don't list for more phone. than a year. It gets, <laughs> it gets in there. It gets into the fibers. It brings out filth you never even It really does. Had. And it's it's like visually therapeutic because – and Brandon, I've, if anyone, I don't know if you have carpets. Yeah, you have carpets I can see in, yeah. your, in your shop. Not that – I mean you, do you have any animals though? You probably – 
No. Right. Okay, so he keeps a cougar live in his house at all times. But yeah, you know that feeling. So it's visual in the sense that, right, like you put in the hot water and then when you actually use it, you can see the dirt getting turned up into the tank. And then when the water's gone, you change it. Literally, nothing is more disgusting than emptying that tank going, I walk around on this shit every day. Fuck, this is hideous. So anyway, I just lived in that apartment very long. (laughs) <laughs> no, he has no, four cats, though, bro. And for the most part, it was just certain spots like that I wanted to get out. But yeah, once I did one spot, piss and <laughs> where I piss and poop, exactly. <laughs> it was mostly maintenance for me. But like once I did, once we we like did one area, we we're like we're gonna do the whole fucking thing. Of and course, it was so good. Yeah, once yeah. you start, you can't stop. I mean, yeah. You want, if you want so. to get together some weekend and just do like deep cleaning for yeah, no, Sunday, I'm, so, I'm actually Jesus totally Christ. down. What the fuck is going? what we could do? Maybe we could do innuendo. <laughs> Shh, no, it's just let this happen, Scott. Let's deep. We can find each other. out who would want us to come over and help them like clean. We'll bring both of our. Um, Don't machines say this out loud then... because Bob and Nicole are gonna be like, "Come clean our entire." That's house. true. Okay, Bob's house off limits. He has like twelve kids, though. I don't think we I've can... cleaned that basement four times. I'm not doing it again, <laughs> man. I've been there. I'm not doing it again. Yeah. Anyway, I want so, like yeah. a music video where it's the two of you like synchronize like choreography, <laughs> cleaning the carpet in like time lapse. God damn! I love it. It's Let's so do it. satisfying. And everything's yes. to the beat. It would look so cool. All right, let's uh, let's talk about what we've been playing this week. Scott, why don't you go first? Yeah, all right, I'll go first. Um, I beat, uh, started playing Spec Ops: The Line on Monday. Beat that nice. in like a day or two days. It's only like a six-hour game, right? Yeah, it's short. It's like six, seven hours, I guess. And I have to agree with Nick Fenton, I think, on this that it's just I don't know. Like when I got to the end, I was just kind of like. I know that, and everyone was telling me it was like, man, like it's it's gonna blow your mind. This game kind of is stuff. this game is really cool if you're 14 and love the thing when things are like super deep, dude. Oh my god, <laughs> it does kind of feel like that. It uh, does, dude. It, I was the killer the whole time. I did all the bad things, man. It's Shit. just no, and it's not. I don't know. I don't hate. Like I didn't hate it. Like I still enjoyed the experience overall. Like I don't know. There were some frustrating things with like the cover mechanics, and it is, you know, there. It's just you're killing so many fucking, you know, just like stereotypical kind of, not even bad guys, but just soldiers, and you know. But then people are like, well, that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to be. I hate that argument. I hate that argument because wouldn't wouldn't it be a much more powerful way to deliver your message if your mechanics were good, if the enemies that you fought were good? That were satisfying to kill because isn't that what it's supposed to do? It's supposed to make you feel bad about the choices that you made for killing all the people. Yeah, like and I make, make it like like me killing all these people interesting and not like mind numbing. Yeah, and yeah. I want to. This is not even necessarily spoilers at all because I won't say exactly what happens at the end if you haven't played it. But at this point, what is it? How old is that game? Like five years old? Something it's like, like that. It's like three years old, probably three or four. Yeah, and there's some cool stuff in it. Like there's some cool moments and, and stuff like that, but. Yeah, I kind of agree though. Like this kind of idea, and if you like the game, you know, God bless you. I, I don't, I didn't hate it. I just the game. It's just like it. It's just uh, it didn't, it didn't blow me away. And I felt like a lot of it was kind of like forced, and you know, also like you were comparisons to a lot of other things that have been done before. Not that there really is anything new under the sun. Even stated that it's that it takes a lot of uh, inspirations from other like like books and stuff. Um, Exactly. But like the the. The concept is great. The delivery is like not that great. Yeah, I yeah, mean, what I played exactly. of it, I the enjoyed. execution. Like, I appreciate the thought, like trying to make like, like a like you don't get sort of stories like that in video games that often. Yeah, yeah. So right. uh, anyway, like I would probably I don't know I don't even know what rating to give it. Like I would still think it's like it's an interesting playthrough and it's like short, so there's not really um, there's like really no disadvantage to playing it. I would you know probably wouldn't buy it. I guess if you bought it, I could understand the disappointment too, maybe from people if you bought that like full price. Yeah. It is yeah. a really short campaign. Especially, yeah, and so and people like to say like, yeah, you could stop playing it, and that's how you really beat the game. 
It's like no, I, I I I gave money. I gave them. Yeah. No, that's that's what people will say in like no, they do. game. They're like, it's like you can choose to stop playing, and that way you don't kill all these virtual people. It's like no, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the game that I paid money for. I'm gonna get I'm gonna complete this right of course to, to, to the end. That was uh, actually an argument in the chat that people were making when I was playing. People were like, you could stop. Like no, that's like no. I've I've seen like discussions online for this, and people say that, and it makes no sense to me. You're not going to stop. I'm not going to stop playing the video game that I paid money for. Right. Obviously. Um, so Anything else besides? I, mean, if, if I think they intended it to be kind of controversial, and it sounds sounds like maybe they succeeded, given the conversation <laughs> I just heard. It's a good talking point. I like it for that reason. It raised, some, it raised some discussion, though I don't know how much of it is intentional and how much of it was like rushed and kind of tacked on and not executed that well. But then under the guise, then you can be like, well... You know, it's a conversation starter. Well, like, it right, also, it, as a game, it plays really well. Like, it's a third-person shooter with a cover base system. Yeah, like, it doesn't I, play that well. I thought it played well. I, I enjoyed the cover system. I had some system. issues with it. I had some issues with, like, cover <laughs> being not detecting shit and, like... Um, like, this, there's stealth mechanics, but they're really plain. It's just, like, sneak, right. like walk up behind the guy while crouching. There's your well, stealth. Okay. Yeah. No, but you're right, Tax. Overall, like, it's not terrible. Yeah, like, there's some cool it's moments. It's short, like, but it's not a bad game. It's just not maybe bad. not, like, what they were aiming for. Yeah. I, also, I feel like it was like in the sense of it being. It was definitely, you know, I feel like they ran out of time. I don't know. It just it seemed too short for what they were trying to accomplish. Trying to pack too much in. I just didn't that like was... that. Like at the well, I mean, spoilers, obviously. But Whatever spoilers. At the end of the game, like it's like basically throwing in your face. It's like you had a choice. You had a choice. But like there are parts of that game where you literally have to you you have to yeah, do terrible things and you in order to progress. Right. Right. Like, but then, well, but then, see the other side is that's the whole then, point. Oh, you don't have to do the terrible things in the video game. <laughs> that's when you can stop playing. Like you can make the decision not to. Or, but then other people will be like, "But that's the choice. The whole point is that you, you. They say you have a choice, but you really never had a choice. That's the mind fuck." And I'm like, "All right." Yeah. So this has been our review of a game for three <laughs> anyway, years ago. Anyway, sorry. I know this is this is what happens. And see, the one it's good thing much. though about me playing these games so late is that I almost always get like the patched. You know what I mean? Like I'm getting the best version. Right, so right. I also put, started playing Sleeping Dogs. And I got the definitive edition, and I know that when that game came out, it was like bug ridden and really, really rough, and that kind of hurt its scores. But I'm really having a lot of fun with Sleeping Dogs. It's really, really yeah. Good. Uh, remember that one's Game of the Year 2011, and you all voted for fucking uh, Dishonored. You're all terrible human <laughs> was beings. That, was that? I, that was that year. Fuck all of you. I didn't vote for Dishonored. No. I'm pretty sure Scott did vote for Dishonored. I did vote that because that was one of the. F- I did play. Yeah, that. and did did you finish Dishonored, Scott? For that uh, year, let's talk about this game because I'm pretty sure. Probably, I probably didn't. Even. Fucking four years later, we're all still salty about The problem was though, I hadn't played shit. Sleeping Dogs though. I don't know if I would have voted. I, I would have voted Sleeping Dogs over Dishonored though. That's fucking true. It's a good <laughs> game. It's a solid game. And like <laughs> that year, it was definitely, in my opinion, the best game that came out. But looking back at it, it doesn't hold up quite as well. But it's still a decent game. Dishonored. Yeah. I actually watched you play some of um, some of Sleeping Dogs. How? What? What are your thoughts on that one? I really no. I really like it a lot. It's it's really fun. Um, there's a lot to do. It's one of the few kind of like not few, but one of the better open world games where like all the side stuff. I actually it really yeah. incentivizes you. You want to do it because it's interesting. What they don't yeah. do is what Grand Theft Auto does with side missions and right. just like send you to get shit. It was it was really good. I like yeah. That. No, yeah, totally the side agree. quests are, are they they add they add to the universe like they they make you feel like oh if I do this this actually has a fucking merit to it. I'm not just like oh go deliver. Like GTA Five, one of my least favorite missions. It wasn't even a side mission. This was like an actual fucking story mission. Tow cars. Nothing is no, more remember, yeah. boring oh, than yeah. fucking yeah. towing cars. Towing really cars. And, and they do little things that also like make it better. So like once if you go out on a date with like one of the the girls that you run into in the story, they give you these perks, which is not which yeah. is I think similar in G- GTA. I think there's something like that. Like in GTA, they'll give you like um 
you'll be invul- invulnerable to like certain like uh, like your heat level goes down and stuff like that. Right. They right. do the same thing in sleeping dogs, but in sleeping dogs they add stuff like so there's like you know there's uh, those ca- loot cases hidden all over the city. Yeah. So it'll show you on your mini map like once you go on the date with her, it shows you on the map where all those are, and then it, those keep progressing and it shows you where all the hell shrines are. So yeah, I saw when you were streaming your big thing on the last stream I watched was we're gonna find all these fucking hell shrines right now. Like this is I'm this upset. Is our like if mission. I see one, even if I'm on a mission, I just stop and I want to do it. Yeah, so, yeah. You, you fucking drowned uh, your buddy <laughs> looking for yeah, hell shrines. It. For that that was yeah uh, and then the story's really good like it just picks up and it's just you know it's got all the kung fu i think honestly for an open world that's game pretty... it's it's one of the best stories for an open world game in the last several years like it's better than any of the gta stories in my opinion i think it was really interesting and it's a travesty what they did to that series after the fact like the the triad wars game the free-to-play mm-hmm. open world like yeah it's a it's a disaster area it's so fucking bad and they should be ashamed of themselves because you could have done a really cool sequel to that with anything else but a free-to-play open world fucking i was asking MMO. too because i didn't know about it heck so i was like as i was as the game's been getting better i'm like man this is so fucking good i'm like i really hope they're gonna make a sequel and everyone's like they already did and it's a fucking terrible free-to-play yeah triad wars like, is a disaster oh, area like don't even don't even try it yeah. it's so bad it doesn't even like it doesn't even control or play as well as the first game like the, the controls aren't well done the environmental acts like uh interaction is not very well done it, it's just yeah. a fucking travesty go back and play the original like even get the remastered version with the dlc it's it's a really good game yeah so um i think that's it so and then obviously i uh, played did play a little counter-strike actually this week um but yeah that's it for me what about uh what about you nick what have you been playing this week destiny what is that a new game i've uh, i've not heard it's, of that before can you tell me so, a little like bit about a, it? it's like a it's like a world world of warcraft with a <laughs> call of duty <laughs> and a little bit of halo a little bit of Halo, just talked and in there. Space. The Halo side is the 30 FPS part, right? Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> most of it. Yeah. Um, I'm. What is my light level? I think I'm like 287. Um, not like almost ready to raid. So I haven't really been doing anything like super interesting. Just like finishing up little quests and trying to get new gear so I can get ready to do the raid, which hopefully I do this week at some point. And I got my black splint spindle, which is the sniper rifle, that exotic sniper rifle that you do from doing that mission that people were yeah, talking we all, about. Yeah, we know, we all know exactly what you're talking is about. Is it everything it, that we've all It got new stories. That, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people have heard about this. Even like, I, like Bob, usually, Bob linked me to an article for I Destiny. I seek out Destiny articles online okay, um, to I mean, dive in. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll, I guess I'll never talk about Destiny again. I still Destiny need to again. play it. I need to play it. <laughs> I would play it if it came to PC. And Yeah. Me too. I feel like we say this every week. Yeah, <laughs> we I, do. I, but just say, like, it, it looks like it might. They've like uh, Bungie's been hiring some PC port devs, so may, maybe we'll get a copy on PC. And I would definitely check it out at that point. But anything, anything besides Destiny. All of the, all Wait, so what was your tweet? Characters. What were you mad about? You tweeted a Halo Five thing. What was? Oh, there's they, it, the, it, all it was. Well, I think I'm excited for Halo Five. Yeah. Like, I, even though a lot, well, a lot of the changes do bug me, but I'm still very excited. But they added a fucking iron sight to the assault rifle. Which already, like, they already have smart scope for weapons that don't have scopes. So you can zoom in. Oh, okay. But, you, but yeah. they also made a cosmetic iron sight that you can put onto the assault rifle. So which seems it, so unnecessary. Is it purely cosmetic? Like, I, I think it is. I, I, well, it probably, like, has different stats, like, for accuracy or something, but... Okay. Just, uh, well, so, so literally just ugh. Destiny, that's all you've played this week? I think, I think, I think it's... Uh, I mean, I didn't play Halo 5. I just saw a picture. Okay. So that's, that's just it for you. I just, just played Destiny. Just Destiny. All right, Brandon, what, what did you play this week, Brandon? 
Um, played a little bit of Hearthstone. Played a, t- a tiny bit of Diablo, but like I feel like that's kind of seems to be fading out with people playing. Like there, there I don't think there really anyone on when I got on, so I decided not to play, which is kind of sad because Diablo is. I really only have fun with Diablo when I'm playing with other people. Um, but that was a nice, you know, few weeks there. I got another probably 40 hours out of the game. Um, the only other thing is I played played some Rocket League, um, and they're ranked like the ranked grind just seems so slow. Yeah. Like I'm at I'm at 400 Elo, um, and I'm I'm a pretty good Rocket League player, so I figure I would probably level out maybe somewhere between 800 and 1,000 on most of the ladders. But I'm going to play, and I'm playing uh, solo, I'm playing solo dueling last night, and at 400 elo, and I play one game, and I get three points. Three? And... How, do, how do you get three points in a match? That's like what you get for winning one of those 1v1 aim rounds in fucking Counter-Strike <laughs> to take like 30 seconds. Yeah, it was just... Yeah, that is It was slow. like, maybe, maybe I... Like, I guess because the matches are only five minutes long, Maybe it's not really that bad in terms of time commitment when you compare it to other games and sure. their ranked ladders, but like it just felt so slow to me. And I like I have to imagine I wasn't playing people around four hundred because like some of the people I was playing were they they were all right, but when I when I only ranked up three points, I was just like why why would I play this when I know that I could eventually get to a much higher rank, but. I just didn't. I didn't want to go through a whole bunch of, like a whole bunch of games, and I'm probably going to lose some of them just by chance. Like you'll run into people you're going to lose to, and so I played like three games or three or four games. I lost one of them, and I ended up back at the same rank I started. I was at like 400, so uh, that was I don't know. It was not very satisfying, um, but maybe that's just like how ranked is. I've never really gone hard on ranked in games except for Hearthstone and Hearthstone is like not super fun when you when you start ranking up a bunch but uh yeah so that's really all I've played okay uh John what about you what have you been playing this week uh Dota tried Wildstar for a little bit had some fun server server problems have driven me away until it's more stable but I'll probably dive back into it a little bit so from the free to play uh, standpoint does it seem decent like does it seem cosmetic or do you think it's going to be a problem for them it seems it seems fine yeah cool yeah i don't, I don't see any issues with it at all yeah that's i haven't do, uh, dove back into it yet but i uh i enjoyed like what i played of it when it was it first came out but i i'd like to revisit it now that it's free to play so we'll see um as far as what i've been playing this week i only played a couple things um the biggest thing I've played this week is Sublevel Zero, which is coming out on October 8th. Uh, we'll have some information about that once it comes out. We're not allowed to send anything out beforehand. But I can say it's Descent plus fucking Binding of Isaac. It's a roguelike Descent game. If you are a big Descent fan, it's a sixth uh, degree of uh, freedom shooter that you fly through fucking planets and blast a bunch of shit out of robots and it's got a really cool crafting system and i'll have some other information about it once it comes out um i've already recorded some gameplay of it it's it's actually in the running so far for my favorite indie game of 2015 because i'm a big descent fan and i have been waiting for a real successor to that series ever since like descent 
well, two, because three doesn't count in my opinion. Um, I also have been playing Roller Coaster Tycoon 2, of all things. There's an, <laughs> there's an yes. open client wow. for... Yeah, it's a, it's open RCT2, and it takes the original assets and everything from Roller Coaster Tycoon and all of its expansions, and it scales them up to 1080p, and it, it makes them run on a modern system really easily. You've got a lot more screen space. It, it actually makes that game a lot more fun, um, because you can play it on a real system with, like, fucking... All the all the access you could possibly ever want to it from a screen real estate perspective. If you ever played yeah. it, if you under if you played it when you were like a kid or when you know systems were just being able to run that kind of game at like ten twenty four by seven sixty eight. Every time you build like a like a roller coaster or if you click on a citizen that's like running around in your park or like an employee, it pulls up this little window and you run into that space really really quickly. So with all the extra screen space of a modern PC, it's it's actually a lot of fun to play. Um, I'm looking forward to Roller Coaster Tycoon World, though I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of faith that that's going to be good, but it might be. But uh, Parkitect also is like a modern reinvention of um, Roller Coaster Tycoon Two that so far is shaping up to be good. But that's that's basically it for me this week. Need a remake right. of Theme Park. Yeah, that would be good. I would play that. <clears throat> Love that. I want game. A good Zoo Tycoon. I would play that too. Zoo Tycoon, the original, was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. The dinosaur expansion, Jurassic Park, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so before we move on to news and new releases, let's we're going to do a, a, a quick little reminder. Hey, Extra Life is coming up soon. It's about two weeks away for us. Uh, we're going to do our event from October 16th to the 18th. Uh, we've got a really cool venue that's going to make it a lot of fun for you guys to watch this year. We will be doing a live podcast from that venue. Um, we've also got a PC this year to give away that has been provided by Corsair, MSI, and Origin PC. Um, we can't reveal all of the specs for it yet but what we've heard already it, it's gonna be a lot of fun to it's a naughty girl it's, it's real nice it's, it's been bad dirty it fucking pc it. yeah it, you guys are gonna want to donate to give this away uh we've also got some components and peripherals coming from corsair and uh our friend tetra ninja has donated two 256 gig solid state drives and an h100i that uh, we're gonna give away so make sure that you tune in to twitch.tv slash kbmod from october 16th to the 18th we'll be doing three individual streams and we've got a lot of fun stuff to give away so that's 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 your reminder. You've got about two weeks to lock that funding down to give away uh, or to, to uh, give us so we can give you guys PCs and fun games and a bunch of hardware. Um, and if you have if you have games that you don't want, things that you would like to donate, uh, you can email us uh, like digital game keys, things like that. Uh, we would love to give those away and we will shout you out uh, as the donor for that stuff. So we, we generally have a bunch of stuff from the community. Uh, we're still obviously taking those. We would love to have, uh, if, you can't, if you can't actually donate money, that would be a great way to help us out and help us raise more money yep. um, by incentivizing donations from others. All right, we're going to take a quick two-minute commercial break, and then we'll be back with the news and new releases. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And now everyone can pee. Everyone Thank can go and pee minutes. right now. I'm going to go actually <laughs> pee as well. So. All right. Yeah. Me too. I'll just edit this out. Don't worry. Don't worry, listeners. You're not listening to this actually right now, so I don't need to be talking. So. Oh, wow. You're going to edit it out for once. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm actually not going to go anywhere because I don't want to do that. So let's talk about something, Brandon. Okay, Scott. <laughs> Come on. Popcorn topics. What do you got? What kind of dust do you like on your popcorn? <laughs> what kind of dust? Popcorn dust. Oh, oh yeah, like at the movie theater. I never, I've literally never used that ever, so I don't know. You're missing out. I what just like get? the it's some like parm, the salt. Get some parm dust. Mm. 
Yeah, like the like the salt it. that they use in the big shakers. Yeah, that's like it's like really fine. Mm-hmm. Like really okay. fine. Like yeah, yeah it like is. Really it's like dust. Salt dust. Yeah. Just get that dust. That dust. Dust lord going. <laughs> that like that top layer of popcorn after they put the that salt dust on is is some of the best. The the popcorn at the bottom is trash. You guys ever ask? Do you ever get extra butter? You haven't do that before yet. No. I'm too embarrassed to ask so, for extra butter. No, I like even if they ask, I normally like I won't get butter on it. Like the only time I'll do butter is if it's like if the place has like the little thing where you put it on yourself. Oh, okay. And if it's See, that the, case, the then problem. then I just fill up. I empty the popcorn out and fill the bucket up with butter. <laughs> the butter is it's so <laughs> get a straw. when they apply it. It's very hard. Yeah, to get that's proper, a good. Yeah, like, basically, like coverage. the top layer. The top layer is like a pretty solid. That's why I bring usually my own mixing bowl, and I dump the popcorn <laughs> out. I have them do it, and then I toss it, and then I put it back into the. That's I want to make sure like they're getting full coverage. Because <laughs> there's there's like nothing worse than you you go and bite into you know a nice handful of popcorn, and like one of the pieces of popcorn is just covered in butter. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah, Eat too much. I don't know. I'm not. Oh, yeah. Popcorn. The thing is, you always get a you always get a size of popcorn, and then you're just like this is a mistake. I, I don't know. I never can finish by myself what? an entire oh. thing. You've never finished by yourself, Scott. <laughs> well, that's well. You know what topic. you should do. Use use the butter as as a lube, and yeah, you're good. You're I can usually get close. It depends, but I feel like a small popcorn, sure. But I always go. My appetite well, that's is why way you, you want the one with the free refills. That's like your your. Human nature. You want the free refills. Right. Yeah. You want to get the... Here's eight pounds of popcorn. If you can somehow finish this, we'll give you more for free, you fucking glut. <laughs> yeah, and they know that there's... That's why, that's, that's why the small popcorn is $8. The medium popcorn yeah. is eight fifty. <laughs> exactly. And the large popcorn is 9 That's how they get you. Yeah. We're just like, we might as well. Also, this is the totally uh, unrelated, but since we're talking about food, uh, guys, uh, Golden Corral... Takeaway home box, dollar ninety nine. Scott, I I've seen the none commercials. of those words mean fucking anything. Scott, <laughs> no, I don't know if you've seen the commercials. Scott, uh, I know where it's a you huge live. Deal. I know where I've you live. I've actually never been to Golden Corral, but I've literally just read Reddit posts about the horror stories. Of there is one Lewis. literally less than a mile from you, and if I no, come I to your I've house and there it. is nothing but Golden Corral takeaway boxes just yeah. littered across your kitchen, and you are just <laughs> fat <laughs> and dead in your living room, is I'm going to be real upset. Behind that, a dollar ninety nine to like take someone else's unfinished food. <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently no. You can, according to the commercial, uh, you can fill it with right from the right from the you know buffet. Just so oh, belly up in the you. trough, like there yeah. you go. That's how you know the food is so. I mean, obviously it's a source a buffet that <laughs> Golden Corral, which is not the highest quality. It's like, hey, all you can eat for you know six bucks. The food can't be that good, but they're like, here, here's the just fill up as much as you can, just shit you can get in a box for two bucks. As someone who's been to Golden Corral, their slogan should just be like, hey, you want to press your luck. <laughs> oh fuck! It's I, got the uh, who's that fucking comedian? Um, pushing Pat Oswalt uh, has a good good uh, bit about those uh, those kind of places. Just bend over, yeah, Daisy, and made the gravy pipes like, coming in. It's like, how badly do you want to save money tonight? I've been to my dad. Yeah. My dad, sadly, is a is a big Golden Crow fan, and I've been there with him more than once. And it's just like this is so mediocre. Like I would so much rather. I mean, as long as I guess if it's not making me sick, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it never made me sick. Say, but for, it was just like for a dollar ninety nine, mediocre. That is success. <laughs> That's yeah, good. I mean, yeah. for what it costs. As someone who's been to a Golden Crow, sadly more than once, for what it costs, I mean, yeah. it's, it's not terrible it's not food. Terrible. Yeah. But like at this point, when I got to eat, like I feel like I have gotten to the point where it's like, well, 
if I couldn't make it by myself, I want it to be of decent quality. And that's what drives me crazy about my dad. Is like, he could really, like, he, you could just go spend, like, $10 on a really nice steak and grill it way better than this. Why would you spend $10 on, like, a shitty fucking steak? Why? Yeah, yeah. I don't, well, I don't know. That, that argument, like, I could also spend, you know, a few bucks here and there and get, like, you know, fresh ingredients from the grocery store. And instead, I buy Hot Pockets. <laughs> You should stop doing that. You should really stop doing that and get the fresh ingredients, Brandon. You're going to die. You're going to die. Listen, do you know how expensive it would be for me to make a fresh chicken pot pie? It's not very expensive. Ginny made one this week. Ginny made one this week. It's not very expensive. You just get the part. Yeah, but it's – The frozen crust on a chicken pot pie, oh my god. There's nothing better than that that, crunchy sort of – Oh, Soggy, oh, frozen crust. I hate all of you. I'm leaving the podcast oh. forever. If you find a way so that I bad. can make like fresh, handmade, <laughs> uh, bite-sized chicken pot pies right, well, bite for size. less than two dollars. All right, like, I can't then, beat that. Then maybe I'll change my mind. No, that's you're probably right on that. You're right you would there. have to be buying a massive bulk and supplying for everybody to yeah. probably do that. All right. Well, now that we've talked about Brandon's sick obsession with Hot Pockets chicken pot pies, let's move on to news. I know I said new releases, but I didn't pay attention to new releases this week. Was there anything? Does anybody know? Was there good new releases this week that I missed? Who fucking cares? Taken King. Yeah, Taken King's out. So basically <laughs> all other video games are dead at this point. Um, but in the news, Wildstar has officially gone free to play. If you were someone that uh, that paid for that, well, you're a sucker because who didn't oh, see this didn't coming? Fallout come out? Didn't the Fallout anthology come out? Oh, yeah. Fallout Anthology came out probably on Tuesday, I would guess. That's when games come out. it was. That's it. Um, but, yeah, uh, Wildstar has gone free to play. John has dipped his toe in. Uh, I have yet to do so. Has anybody else taken a peek at it? Was anybody else no. somebody nope. that bought it and played it at all? Like, I think I know I played with John whenever, uh, whenever it came out originally. I played the beta, and that was it. Yeah. I mean, I want to go back to it now that it's free to play. Um, I, I liked what I played when it was that first paid month, but it was not enough to keep me locked into it um i like like i think it has a really good art style i think it's got an interesting universe it's i mean i read i read a big article this week about uh actually i don't know if it was the destructoid one or maybe there was one rock paper shotgun as well about that game took seven years to develop and then it lasted like a year of paid access so that's yeah that's kind of a bummer for them yeah i mean i feel like that's that's kind of just the way the mmo market works at this point like it really is because when they started making that game, like, I don't even remember what, what would have been the kind of the competition seven years ago. Uh, Jeez, that would have been I mean, like 08. Obviously, so. wow. But yeah, yeah, wow. Like 2008. Guild Wars? Probably Guild Wars, yeah. I mean, maybe a little bit of Guild Wars, but not that much. Not even close um, to wow. Was, um, what's, what's the one that's on Steam that I probably still have installed? No, I don't anymore. It starts with a T. Terra? Terra was Terra no, a no, thing? No, that was not seven. That was okay. like, that was like I think years ago. I think was that was like Warhammer Online, Age oh, of yeah. Conan, Age of Conan, yeah. Some Lord of the Rings Online. Oh, I forgot about that. I was better off that way, Nick. Thanks. Yeah, sorry. Like I just I think at, at a certain point you have to hope that you could be the WoW killer, and you know a lot of people thought that about WildStar, but as it turns out, that was not the case, and I think WildStar is maybe the final example of like there is no wow killer yeah like, the people the people playing yeah. wow are you know they're always gonna play wow like i think i think they're so attached to that game at this point that you might get them to subscribe to another mmo because like a lot of the people playing wow probably have the appetite for something new in addition to wow but i don't think anything can hope to steal wow's market share i think 
WoW's market share will just fall over time because like people will get interested in other games of all sorts. Right. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I can't think of a game that could be like we've had so many proposed WoW killers. And I think Wildstar is probably as close to any game has ever been to being a WoW killer. But if you played it, especially from launch, it was such a slow game. Like, the grind for leveling was fucking brutal. And the nice thing about WoW, especially at this point, is that the 1-60 to game is really quick. Like, you can do 1-60 to in a couple days. Like, you could really do it in, like, a day if you really sat down and just ground through it. But... There's enough content post 1 to 60 that you can keep playing after the fact. With Wildstar, instead of saying, like, well, we have X number of content that can keep you involved for so long, they just made all of their content a grind, which I think is a a thing that a lot of MMOs really have a struggle with at this point. Like, I I don't want to grind like that anymore. I don't want to play vanilla WoW at this point. I want that that quick payoff for an MMO. Yeah. And that echo what Brandon's saying, too. (laughs) Fucking millennials. Like... I just nice, I don't bro. think yeah to say that there's going to be a WoW killer WoW was in is an was an anomaly and there may not there may never be an MMO that ever gets there like you're saying people are playing a lot more buried I feel like people play a lot um, of different different types of games now yeah um, than just having one kind of hardcore thing and the so. other thing too is like WoW with every expansion yes the expansion costs money but with every expansion WoW's value proposition for a new player gets better and better. Right. Like if you're a mm-hmm. new player to WoW, the the sheer amount of content in that game is just ridiculous. So like for a game for any MMO to come out today and hope to compete with WoW's polish and amount of content, they just can't do it. Like you have I think you have to be so different that uh someone coming from WoW like it's something they can't get with WoW, which I think like the direction you would have to go with an MMO would be, uh, I think we've talked about this before, but something like a kind of Star Wars Galaxies type model, like super player oriented, player housing, like player driven, whereas WoW is very much set up for you, even with the garrisons and stuff. Like, wow, the world is what it is. I think a game, the only game that could really compete with like WoW from, from I don't know, being, being the next big thing is something that is completely player driven. And, like, has a full player economy, has a lot of that stuff, like the personalization that WoW doesn't have. Right. And no no game yeah. has, like, come remotely close to, I think, what's needed to be that much different to where people don't want to go back to WoW because they're they're invested in, like, the all of these different mechanics that WoW just doesn't offer and won't offer. Yeah, and I think I think that's part of what Wildstar tried to do, like the player housing thing and you know, the the level of customization that was there. But I don't think it was good enough to grab players and pull them in. It was it, it was just too grindy. They 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 fucked up the leveling. The end game still to this day, from what I understand, is incredible. Like the raid content's difficult. Even the dungeons when you're leveling are difficult. It's just it takes too long to get to where people want to be. Nobody plays MMOs to level. They play for end game content. Right. Yeah. And that was my biggest problem with Wildstar is that the grind, the level grind was rough. It was really, really bad, especially at launch. And maybe I hope that they have addressed that in the free to play. I, I plan to dip my toe back into it now that it's gone free to play, but we'll we'll see what happens with it. Uh next, Oculus Rift has announced that it will be at least three hundred and fifty dollars at launch, and the reason behind that is that um Palmer he says they're pricing it this way so there will be no compromises, which instills faith and also a little fear at the same time. I, if you're going to 
bring out something this big. It's been building up for so long. I would want it to work great out of the box, but I think that that pricing is starting to get out of the realm of people just like impulse purchasing. Yeah, yeah, it's a hard sell for someone like that's on like that isn't sure about it. Wasn't three hundred their price that they marketed early on though? Yes, and that now they're saying at least three fifty. I I would venture that they've realized. Okay, well, three hundred isn't reasonable, and Valve with the Vive has talked about the four hundred dollar price mark, so they're probably going to aim a little closer to that. Maybe three seventy five, I think, would be safe for them, considering they're talking about a four hundred dollar price point with the Vive. But that's still that's a new GPU. Like that's a lot of money to drop on yeah. something that yeah. we don't know how many games will pick up and actually support, or how many experiences you will have with it. So it it, it makes it's me a little nervous. It's going to be hard to justify that at launch. Yeah, or no. Well, yeah, I mean, we talked yeah. about that last Naruto week. Naruto Sasuke, so. get it going. <laughs> I think it just means until um, it just the adoption is going to be a lot less I think initially, it's and then it's just going to be as hopefully they, it comes down in price, then people will buy it a lot more. Which yeah, is, I think I, they probably it's it's the same thing. I feel like with free to play games where the prices start really high, you kind of want to anchor the price like expectation at something that will allow you to sell them and continue further development. Right. Like they're own, you know, they're owned by Facebook now. Like you have to Yeah. They can't just I mean Facebook could just pour money into this and and obviously they are pouring money into the R&D of this tech, but I think saying like if they said it would be a really low price, like I don't think I don't think it's ready for mainstream adoption anyway. And yeah. I would imagine they're probably doing the analysis to say the people that are going to buy it at 300 are probably still going to buy it at 350. Like yeah. these early yeah, adopters are not necessarily that price sensitive and I think the the product still probably has a ways to go before they want it in the hands of people who are going to be price sensitive and want it at a lower price point. So, like it makes sense too. This is not, you know, it's not like stuff that is being mass produced today. Right. It's like a lot of, you know, it's a lot of stuff that they're they don't have economies of scale on. So I would like I'm not surprised by this because honestly some of the some of the price points I'd heard before I was like how are you gonna make this and like turn a profit with the price that low and 350 sounds a lot more like a lot more reasonable for the hardware. That even sounds a little low given how long this R&D's taken. But I'm I mean I'm I'm guessing they're just trying to find the appropriate balance. Well, I mean a lot of the stuff that they're buying for at least for like the DK2 um or any other like the Crescent Bay, they were buying like B stock of cell phone screens for the longest time. So now they've got like the the Facebook money where they can go and actually get hardware manufacturers to make stuff specifically for this. Hopefully the fact that it's taken as long as it has and they're they're putting that premium price point on it, you're going to get like a screen that you can't get that screen door effect with or you're not going to get the motion sickness because even uh this last week uh, Valve came out and said, hey, you know, if you're getting uh, nausea and motion sickness from your games, at this point, the hardware is now past that, and it's the developer's fault. Like, they should be aiming for a higher target when they're developing. So I hope that that extra price point makes the the headset the thing that it should be, especially once you show someone who maybe wouldn't have that, that regular interest in just VR, like a, a hardcore PC gamer or someone that's really into the newest tech, showing them this is what the future is will get them to buy that, but uh, that's that's a big buy-in, especially considering the hardware that it takes to back it up. Yeah, I think the other thing too is as quickly as the as quickly as they've been iterating on the Oculus, like you know, every time they take it to a trade show, it's like markedly better than the last time. I think in order to get the early adopters to buy it, 
you've got a pro you've got to you have to do um I think like a lot of work to to get them to understand that like this is going to be a worthwhile purchase for, you know, a couple years. And I haven't seen as someone who's tried a few of the Oculus before, like I wouldn't buy them just because it's advancing so quickly right. that I would feel like paying, you know, paying for one today, it's like it's sort of like getting um you know, like getting an iPhone or something. Like there's always going to be yeah. a, a newer, better one next year. But with the Oculus, I feel like the timeline's even shrunk. Like there's there's going to be a newer, better Oculus in six months. And yeah, maybe they're right. maybe they're trying to get ahead of that and be like, no, the consumer version that we've launched is like the absolute best we can do for right now. And you should buy it now and develop on it now because this is like we put a ton of work into this version. And the next time we release one, you know, like it's going to be a little ways down yeah I, w- I would hope that's what their goal is because i mean i've, I've played with the dk2 at this point and as as mind-blowing as it was the first time i played with it it also it made me sick like it for about 45 minutes it was fun and it was like ah, i gotta move away from this so i'm hoping that that's their actual plan it's like we we saw where the dk2 was which a lot of people have their hands on at this point um the crescent bay they didn't really uh throw out to a bunch of as many developers as the dk2 so i hope that this the cv1 what they're calling the consumer release is going to be that thing that's like, you saw this, this is awesome, this is where we are for two years until GPU technology catches up to the point that we could put a 4K screen in these things, and it would be better. Um, so we'll see where it goes. I, I think that's a little bit of a high price point, but, uh, I mean, it won't stop me from buying one probably at launch, honestly. Well, yeah, I, mean, no. I, think, I think it'll scare away the people that they probably don't want buying it. Like, they don't want someone who's not going to be invested in sort of like the ecosystem. I feel right. like that's a large enough price where you're going to get developers buying it, you're going to get enthusiasts buying it, but you're not going to get like, you know, a kid asking for it for Christmas. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, a smart teenage boy who knows that he Why can Why is that have... to be a boy? Okay, or a girl who knows that they can have all of the virtual sex. So much porn. The... Like, <laughs> yeah, so, so much porn. A smart teenage boy. <laughs> once once we'll the word of mouth gets parents. out, then yes. Yeah. Mother, father, <laughs> may I have an Oculus rip for pornography? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, so with that, uh, let's let's move on to the next the next point. Um, so X Criterion Vevs, de- Vevs, Vevs and Devs. Vevs. Several Devs from Criterion have plans for a spiritual successor to Burnout. So they're with Three Fields Entertainment is is the company they've formed, and they tweeted out this week that they've worked on a sports game, but their next game is going to be a little more close to their roots and the tweet was what sort of driving game you ask a spiritual successor speed traffic and crashing lots and lots of crashing hashtag shiny red something which the original code name for burnout was shiny red car so it's it's pretty much confirmed that burnout is going to get a spiritual succession reboot um which i personally am really excited for i love the burnout series um burnout 3 one of the best ps2 games of all time. oh yeah it's a great game so good i mean well burnout paradise was not Great. In my I opinion, actually liked what I liked. Par- Paradise was good, ah, man. The uh, I liked shut Paradise, the but compared to the other, I thought three was the. Man, shut the fuck <laughs> Well, Paradise is a big departure. Like it's it's different than three. That's what I mean. It was it, it wasn't bad, but they did a lot of different things in Paradise than they did in three. But I think they did a lot of things in Paradise that that other franchises maybe had had not done in quite a while. Yeah, so, that's true. Like when when Paradise came out, a lot of people were still clamoring for like a new Need for Speed Underground style game yeah, where it was open true. world driving, like upgradable cars, things you can unlock, which not quite the same thing. Like it's a little different, but it it still 
scratch that itch in a certain way. And I, I, I like, I like Burnout Paradise. I think it's a good game. I don't think it's a bad game. I just prefer, I preferred three. That's yeah, I mean, but three I mean, is, that is, is good solid. News. It's been a while since uh, I dipped my toe in a little bit of just fucking straight up cars, fucking massacres. It's so good. Oh yeah, I mean the like the the mode where it was like okay, drive into this intersection, <laughs> into the intersection. That's was the there best. ever any politically correct like backlash on? I don't think the Burnout series ever suffered from that, but I was. There was never, like, people in the car in Burnout. Right, right. So I guess that maybe kind of got away from it. But it was kind of funny that, yeah, that whole mode where you just go into the the intersection. Yeah, see how much, how many dollars can you rack up in debt? Like, that was so much fun. I'm super excited, especially now with, like, a next-generation version of that kind of game where you can simulate so many cars or so many, like, physical objects to explode. I think there's a new market for that that I would be super into playing that game. Yeah, that's good news. That'll be fun. I want a skate game, but instead of riding on a skateboard, you ride on burnout cars. <laughs> <laughs> you want to knock out two at the same time, like the, yeah. people crying for that and people crying for a skate game. Yeah, which, just get them both done. Why not? Why not? Makes sense. <laughs> so, uh, Also, Deus Ex Mankind Divided, a couple weeks ago, our Let's Get Mad section was about their hideous fucking pre-order scheme, which they have now canceled that. Um, yeah, yeah. Due to negative consumer response. So you guys really do have, we all have power, guys. They vote, listened. Vote with your wallet, so. like Brandon tells you. Yeah, I don't even think people voted with their, with their, actually, well, I'm sure they did vote with their wallets, but I think mostly they voted with all of the horrible backlash. That yeah. Apparently they got tons and tons of uh, responses about it, so. Um, and I do kind of, I'm not going to lie, they had, this is really good PR speak uh, by them, and I it made me, I was like, okay, I kind of. I kind of get it. Anyway, because they do – they say when it was first conceived, they wanted a program to give you more choice about what you received in terms of pre or incentives. Uh, so I don't know. It's kind of like it's, – it's an apology, but it's also not an apology. But at the end, they did. They did. They killed it. So right. happy with it. Yeah, I mean I could like – I can kind of see where this would happen. Like when we talked about it, it's like, you know, someone someone thought this was a good idea. I don't think they're just like sitting there in a room. No, totally. You know, trying I, to make a scheme that people are going to hate. No. Um, but obviously sometimes it can come out that way. Like you green light what ends up being a really poor idea and it can be hard inside of your studio to see like why people would hate it. Sure. Right. Exactly. Well, the thing is, at this point, there there has already been before this game. I mean, so much backlash around some of the ridiculous pre-order schemes. Like, if you look at um, Arkham Knight, which was a terrible game on PC that is just only about to come back out on PC after being recalled, there was a lot of shit that, like, okay, if you really charted it out and wanted to have the full experience for Arkham Knight, like every single mission, every possible unlock, all the thing, you would have spent like one hundred and seventy-five dollars on that game just to as a pre-order, and you would have to pre-order it on multiple consoles at that point. That's fucking insane. Like, yeah. if you're going to develop a game, give me the full experience. And I'm all, like, I'm not big on pre-order bonuses. I don't pre-order a lot of games because I've been burned on it too many times at this point. But if you're going to do pre-order bonuses, that's fine. Like, I, I understand why you want to incentivize sales for your game. From a business standpoint, that makes perfect sense. Make them cosmetic. Oh, here's an extra costume you can play with. I would even go so far as to say, like, give me one extra level to play. Fine, I'll give you that. But, like, some of the shit they do with pre-order bonuses, especially in this case, is just, it's it's obscene. It's disgusting. Like, yeah, we talked, we touched on this a little bit. But, like, once you start separating uh, like the pre-order stuff, you're like, well, if you're on the PlayStation 4... <laughs> Uh, you don't get this Xbox content. And if you're, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like once you start parsing stuff out like that, it really does get ridiculous. And I, I mean, this, this scheme wasn't good 
at all in the first place when you really started like it just made people really upset which is understandable but like you said i mean the the backlash on pre-orders recently has been <laughs> it's just not really i don't know i mean i don't know if we'll ever get to the point where we'll never get to the point where pre-orders aren't a thing because sure. it will but maybe they'll be sense. it's fine that there's pre-orders it's, it's just, just how we how yeah how they're handled and well, yeah. like I'm, even... I'm just glad there's a there's another high profile turnaround on these on yeah. a scheme like this because I feel like the more examples we have of kind of the community backlash and then a developer having to go back like just think about how much wasted money like on your marketing team how much money was wasted on figuring this out implementing like the tracking website all this stuff like. Right. To to turn around and say they're not going to do it anymore cost them a lot of money. Sure. And so hopefully, like more studios will see this stuff and be like, you know what, this is kind of like this feels like a gamble, and maybe we don't want to do it because look at what happened to Deus Ex. Right. And that's a big that, that's yeah. a that's a storied franchise. Like it has roots back to like the beginning of really hardcore PC gaming, and they had to fuck it up. Like, and and to Scott's point, you know, if you're ex- if you're uh, excluding, you know. Xbox content to PS4 content. Not only do you have to buy two different copies of the game at that point, you're buying two separate consoles. Or if it's PC-only content, you're buying two consoles and a PC. So, like, then to experience one game in its entirety, you've got $700 invested in consoles at that point, plus a $60 title on each. So, almost $1,000 to experience one game. That's fucked up. Well, and and no one's going to do that. I think that's why, like, hopefully games... I think very few games at this point can get away with it. Like, you know, maybe Call of Duty, right? People like games that people sort of grudgingly accept right. because they, you know, they love the franchise so much that they're going to buy it anyway. So, like, maybe Call of Duty, like, maybe Assassin's Creed. But Deus Ex was maybe on that threshold. Like, there are a lot of people that love Deus Ex. And if, if any game could have gotten away with it, they might have been it. And not even they could get away with it. So, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> hopefully, it, hopefully, it kind of puts a flag in the ground that, like, maybe, the, maybe these things aren't a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping this this shows that other, not even developers, other marketing departments that this is not the way to sell your game. Um, so we're yeah, gonna, and I actually really like the way. the sentence at the end is like we knew this wouldn't have happened with a game that nobody cared about, and we're just focusing now on delivering a game that lives up to your hopes and expectations. Yeah, it's like that's kind of marketing speak, but I hope that they actually feel that way. It's like wow. The only reason anyone like gave us this negative feedback is because they care so much about the game, and so we should like not we should not take that lightly, right? Like a lot of games would kill for a fan base that fervent, so don't upset them. Like give people the game that they want and stop messing around. Yeah, definitely. So. We won, boys. Yep, you we did, did it. Reddit. You all did Great it. Great job. Thanks. Reddit. I think actually they didn't say this, but I know what the what the kind of undertones of the article are is that basically it blew up on Reddit, and they don't want to make the Reddit community mad. So. Yeah, it's like probably like Reddit, Reddit. like you know the places that hardcore gamers congregate and okay, Reddit up. hardcore gamers. Tumblr's okay, real upset. No, but it was real. Yeah, but I mean, I think Reddit really should get the credit. Of course, so. we did it, Reddit. Yeah, Congratulations, Reddit. Reddit. <laughs> Hey, Reddit, Reddit can be a blessing and a curse. Oh yeah, <laughs> mostly a curse. <laughs> All right, we got a couple quick hits for this week. Um, first off, someone is making a functional version of Pokemon Red in Minecraft um, because like, that's what, what does that mean? Like, so like literally, you, you can your play Minecraft Pokemon. character is you playing like as the Pokemon guy? No, so right, or no. look so at the screenshots. If you look Please. through the article that we that we threw up in the, I'm doc not going to click on. Any I mean, of these that's that's lists. fine. You don't have to click on anything, Nick. We we expect I'll look that. At it. 
So basically, it's a Game Boy in a giant desert Minecraft <laughs> map, and then they have mapped out all of the rest of the game in in uh, chunks in Minecraft, and then you can play it through an actual Game Boy inside the environment, which just shows... Can I, can I just ask a simple question that I feel like a lot of people don't do with this Minecraft stuff? Sure. Why? That's, that's a solid question to ask. Because you um, can. I, I know. That's the like point I, of Minecraft is no, that you can make things. I know, but... <laughs> I mean, there this was one a... seems... I mean, it's cool. I mean, just looking at it, it looks cool, but... I don't know. It's impressive, and, like, I mean, there's a guy that made, like, a functional CPU inside Minecraft yeah. that was like, okay, let, just because I can, like, the redstone will let me do this thing, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep doing it. I think it's awesome, like, good for the Minecraft community to keep finding weird ways to manipulate the game, but this is a lot. Like, looking at how complex this is, that's that's a lot of work. Who has that yeah. kind of time is what I have to question. Like, that's that's really what I want to know. Yeah, It's I, impressive. I have no idea why people do these things but i think it's very cool and i think it's uh like especially if if it gets written up you know on kotaku or something like i don't know how old the person is doing it but like if they're a college student or something this is the kind of stuff that can get you a job sure i i want to know what like the performance of the game is in game like is it laggy they they didn't say what the performance was like and they also said it's a very early alpha uh right now but i mean I'd like to see. I mean, that's definitely. I haven't played Minecraft in a say, while, but it does I would say try. lag is a very serious concern for the map. Okay, like I just assume given, so. I mean, loading that many chunks, yeah, everything. yeah. So yeah, there's a thing that you can look forward to playing. You can uh, play the original Pokemon in Minecraft eventually. So that look forward to that. Or so can I just real quick read the top comment uh, yes, for that article because this is what I was more saying. Not that I don't think it's cool, but it says things like this are always cool. However, there comes a point where I wonder if these huge time sinks with little return could be better spent helping humanity progress or something. That's Which, also an argument that you could apply to literally anything. No, in this you could apply it to anything, but. Oh, you sure. spent seven so, years making so a video five game? five nerds like, who do, like, yeah. a hour <laughs> podcast every week. We're, yeah, this we is could be not curing cancer right now, you guys. I, yeah, no, it's cool. The thing is, though, I've never, I've literally never played really Minecraft, so. You've never I'm played Minecraft? Hater. I'm like, I'm like, uh, what's it? I'm like Colin uh, Coward or whatever. Um, the guy who hates esports and gaming and all that stuff, commenting on Minecraft. I'm just like, I just don't get it. I mean, I get it, but I don't get you, it. You've literally never played you Minecraft? He plays, he's played Minecraft. I think he said he plays it with his kid. <laughs> oh, he does? I think, oh, okay. I think so. So I'm the worst. No, I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. I just, again, I've never played. Like, no, I've booted it up, but I've never given it serious time. Oh, man. Well. I mean, I mean, I know that Minecraft is like that thing that everybody loves to hate on at this point for one reason or another. <laughs> I don't hate it, but I, I, I genuinely lost hours and hours and hours of my life to that game. I, I really enjoyed it's it. Good at doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah, Can't it, argue with success. Sandbox. If you're playing it from the perspective of like, I can. It's basically like video game Legos. It, it's a good game. Like, it's a lot of. I mean, I haven't gotten quite so far into it as like, here's all the mods for it and a thousand million different things that they've developed outside of the original game but when that game launched in like alpha i bought it which is like well there goes three weeks of my life fuck that's over now putting her up for adoption i think uh like minecraft is, is what what other game do you have any any article like this right like someone has made a whole other thing inside of this this game that like most people just use to you know make blocks right and i think the closest thing i can think think to it to to this is um there was like a a group that had that managed to pl- make doom playable within doom and that was a, about as close as you get to a game playable within a different game because the i mean doom is playable in literally everything at this point so 
So Doom, where the main character isn't the Doom guy, it's MF Doom. Right. Of course. Playing so, Doom. Doom within a Doom within a Doom? An MF Doom within an MF Doom. Within an MF Doom. Okay. Alright, so uh, other quick hit this, this week. Humble. The guys that do the Humble Bundle that you throw money at for games that go into your Steam library that you never play, they have announced the Humble Monthly Bundle, which is basically Loot Crate for PC games. It's uh, $12 a month, and they will deliver games to you, uh, I believe they said the first Friday of every month, and they will be Steam titles that primarily work on Windows, but they are also saying that if it's a game that works on Linux and uh, OS X as well, they will deliver those versions to you all in one. Um, I am already struggling to not sign up for this because I already buy most of the humble bundles anyway. I think this is I think this is pretty awesome personally. I I, I mean we do loot crate obviously, um, but I think humble monthly makes a lot of sense for them. We should also mention the if you're listening right now, the current humble bundle, just not the monthly, but the, just the current humble bundle is really good. It is like a bunch of games that have never been in humble bundles before. Uh, I picked that up instantly. Yeah, I'm actually waiting until Tuesday to see what the expanded games are, but I'm I probably will buy it just for Xenonauts alone because I've really wanted to play that for a while and haven't yet. Um, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see. Like, I want to see a couple months worth of what games they put in the monthly, um, just because I think a lot of people, as you can see from the average price on most bundles, like twelve dollars a month is actually more than a lot of people spend on the different bundles. Like the average is generally around you know six to seven dollars, something like that. So as silly as it sounds, I think for some people twelve dollars a month will sound expensive for a humble product. Sure. I mean, I've I've definitely spent twelve dollars on a humble bundle before, but I I I agree. I would like to see the first couple months uh, to see what. The, what the caliber of games in these bundles is going to be, um, but if it's if it's solid quality games at twelve dollars, then I'll probably sign up for it. I I could always use more Steam games in my library that I will never play, so why not? Yeah, it sounds like a cool idea. I'm glad that I'm glad that they are doing it. Uh, I'm just I'm not sure if I will personally be a customer, but I think it's a neat idea. If there's a, at least one Call of Duty key for a Call of Duty game every month, I will pay $12 a month. It, but just surprise me. I don't care if it repeats after obviously it would have to at some point, but <laughs> just make sure there's a Call of Duty key in there and I'm set. Right. The, so, other thing, the other thing that's maybe a little different than their uh, – it doesn't look like there are sliders for picking where your money goes, which I guess kind of makes sense. Cause I think it's 25% goes to charity, they said, or something. Okay. No, according to the page I read, it, it's 5%. Mm. Well, that's not good. So See, that's a bummer. That, that's the thing is like I I don't know. It's a little yeah. yeah. Again, five percent is like it's not nothing. Um, but I think a lot of people, a lot of people buy humble bundles because like they can choose to give everything to charity. Yeah, I to, slide right? like like ninety percent of my the stuff to charity yeah, whenever I buy humble bundle. That's like sixty cents of every bundle goes. So like, and that's why I buy humble bundles. It's like, well, I can get these games cheap that I might have bought otherwise, but I know that money's going to someplace other than just like Valve's pocket. Like it's oh cool, I can help whatever charity I want to help. Uh, so that that's I wish they would change that. I did not look that far into it. That makes me less yeah. likely to buy that humble bundle. Well, monthly. and it might just be a business reality of like doing a bundle. <laughs> they have to convince people to get on board with a bundle. Like if they want to have something exclusive each month, I imagine they you know that's not free. Um, 
So I don't know, but I think that might turn some people off. Is like it's very much more of a humble product, not so much like a charity initiative. Sure. Sure. Which you know, as long as they keep doing bundles for charity, I don't think people will complain. I just think they need to be transparent with what it is. Well, yeah. I think they're actually trying to compete with their competitor, the proud individual that just came onto the scene. If you've heard about them, they're yeah. actually the antithesis of everything that the humble bundle is. The the proud individual. Nothing. I have no idea what you're talking no, about. What, uh, Not even the smile. What, the what are you? I have no. I like the, the words you're saying. It's the opposite of humble bundle. It's an individual thing, and it's proud. Okay, Scott. Okay, thanks That's, for being on the podcast again. That's I tried. You know what? The worst you thing you ever said. It just you know, it doesn't land. I think it's because individual and bundle are not like exact antonyms. That's, yeah, they're not. That's but not. it is an antonym. It is an antonym. All right. Well, not, so I mean, sort of like it's a stretch. Let's no, let's not get mad at Scott. Let's get mad at something else. Uh, Scott, you want to? Oh, let's get mad at Scott. Listen, uh, I just try to bring. Let's get mad at Scott. Let's get mad at Scott, and also mad at this next. This next. Well, thing it's just mad yeah. I don't know how mad how mad we can. Really I'm pretty be. mad about it, honestly. Because Tony, Hawk, like. but Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five is fucking terrible, and I will link. Uh, there's been a lot of videos made on it already. Yep. But I will actually link the one uh, from Polygon uh, where. So it's just a, it's a, a terrible broken mess. The one thing I would have you take a look at or. We'll talk about it, but there's like 50 different fonts in this game, uh, yeah. and they're all terrible. Uh, there's things like um, you basically are either standing still or moving full speed the whole time, um, which makes it almost impossible to go over mission markers. Right. Um, it's just it's just a giant mess, and it looks like what's happened with this game is uh, basically Activision's rights for it were, uh, I think, were up this year. So it was kind of like, well, we crank one more out. Get, yeah. yeah, I mean, get it out, obviously. And uh, the backlash has been has been pretty bad. Which... I think I think one of the the titles for the articles I think from Polygon was it's heartbreakingly bad, which is the best descriptor you could possibly. Like it's been a long time since we've gotten a, like a a core Tony Hawk game like one like the one through four is what I'm counting in this. Uh, so when they first announced this, I was pretty excited. I'm a big Tony Hawk fan. I I even really kind of like the uh, the HD remake that they did on the Unreal Engine a little while ago. You can get super cheap on Steam on any of the sales. It's like a dollar. Um, but it, it wasn't great, but it was a good throwback to the original games, and it, it controlled pretty well. So the thought of like, oh man, new HD, like next generation Tony Hawk game was really enticing to me. And then they announced one, no PC version, obviously, and then they clearly just put as minimal effort into it. And they ch- they're charging sixty dollars for this yeah, fucking game, it's... which is a trap. <laughs> it looks like. It's like, so bad. like a fifteen dollar arcade, like Xbox arcade game. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like one you'd pick up on a like on an Xbox arcade or, or like that you get you would get for free on PlayStation Plus. Like that's the kind of game yeah. this looks like, and they're charging you sixty dollars for it. Yeah, and I guess the reason I put it is because that's just, I mean obviously like a fan like a series that people hold near and dear, and it's just like well. I mean, I guess I should have known when, you know, I saw Tony Hawk with his family doing minivan commercials. I was like, this game probably won't be that great. <laughs> I should have been like... <laughs> the Tony uh, Hawk name isn't really standing too high in your eyes. He's like, listen, yeah, he's got, I got six kids. I got to... Let's, let's do minivan commercials. But the but, sad um, thing is, how, how, many, how many of us on this podcast were into that, like, the Tony Hawk series when it came out? Like, of course, I that liked was a them huge when, when I was a child, but I never, ever, as an adult, have been like, I want to play Tony Hawk. I would. I, I would I challenge you. There hasn't been there. Like there hasn't been a Tony Hawk game for you well, to get attached to as an adult. Like, sure. If there's a skateboarding game that I want to play, it's not going to be Tony Hawk ever. It's skate. EA, where skate for? Please, please. 
Can we please? You are the hero we need. Tony Hawk games were sort of a product of that period of time. Yeah, they're very arcadey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you had like Tony Hawk Pro Skater. You had like Thrasher. You had like several different franchises all sort of around the same time when like skate culture was sort of a thing. Uh, and I feel Brandon, like Brandon, really are you applying that skate culture is not a thing anymore, dude? I'm saying like from the from video games, like I that's don't think true. it's a I don't think it's a thing that like young kids, uh, you know, care about. Some sure. do, but not well, as many. So right. some, some do, sure, but I mean, like it it used to be a huge thing, sort of like the yeah. like poker, you know, poker going on ESPN. Like for for a little while there, you know, a ton of people were into poker. And I feel like uh, earlier on, because I think I, I would have been in maybe middle school or something, like you know. Skating was a big thing. Like the X Games were a big thing. Yeah. That was a thing that a lot of kids cared about. I don't think a lot of kids care about that anymore. No. Avril Levine released that track, Skater Boy. That so. was, yeah, that's yeah. what, what helped with, with Tony Hawk's success. <laughs> that was really directly related. That was definitely at the peak of Tony Hawk. No, I think, I, think Brandon, I think Brandon makes a good point. Like I was in middle school when the Tony Hawk game started to come out. And uh, like I was, uh, I, I mean, I had skateboards on and off until I couldn't skateboard anymore. I used to skate all the time. Uh, like, I still remember when Tony Hawk did the 900 for the first time on the X Games. Like, that was, like, a huge... It was like, oh, my God, how did he do that? That was fucking incredible. It was so hard to see on the black and white TVs, though. Like, yeah, was, I mean, it, it was, was... I mean, and you got updates in Morse code. There the were image no is all, like, bent because of, of the tube TV. <laughs> yeah, and the antenna. You had the antenna in the right place to even get the X Games. But, like, if you, if you want to think about how much of that game was an influence on gaming at the time it came out, sure. look at all yeah, the things right. that spawned off of it. Like, Dave Muir's BMX, there was uh, Aggressive Inline on the PS2. And there was there was SSX that kind of sprung from that. Let's make extreme sports games. So it's really sad to see a game like Tony Hawk that spawns so many other subgenres as a result. Well said. Come as to this level. Hex. Yes, like, that's pretty, exactly. It, it's shitty. Like I yeah. wanted another Tony Hawk game. I would kill would a man for another EA skate. Like EA, you are the hero we deserve. At I this feel point. like they have to know. Like if, yeah, it's got. I I have an inkling. Like. I'm, I'm going to say within the next two years, we'll get another skate game. We have to get another. Like, there's there's still a market for those games, and it's sad that this is there's what it's so been many people. To. I feel like there's so many people that are just like begging for a skate game, but they just won't. Yeah. See, I don't think anybody like played the shit out of skate, but everybody that played it was like, yeah, this is fun, and I would like to do this whenever I feel like. Yeah, like a, like every like three or four years, give me another skate and I'll buy it. Yeah, it's never been anybody's primary game, but. People are like, I want to be able to play something like this whenever I I mean, I put a ton of hours into Skate 3 just, like, fucking around. Same. Yeah, I put a ton of time into Skate. And and actually... I barely played any of the modes. We just, like, go sandbox mode and just... The first Skate, I poured hours upon hours upon hours into. Um, Actually, when the first Skate came out, I had been, like, writing for a very small game site and was trying to figure out how to hook my Xbox up to my computer to record things. Hmm. (laughs) Long, long, long ago. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. I I put so much time into that game. I want another one. Give me a new skate game. And put it on PC. Like Man, I definitely don't miss Skate 1, like, the perspective. No. Like, the, it was so zoomed in. It's it's made nowhere near as good as Skate 3. But, like, at this point, I think that a lot of EA's argument against putting a skate game on PC would be, well, the control scheme's not going to work that well. You can plug a 360 controller or an Xbox One controller into PC. I don't think anybody wants works. to play Skate on a keyboard, ever. No, obviously. It would, be, it would, it would work horribly like it would, it would, I, would like, I think everyone would be understanding if that game came with like controller required requirements oh absolutely yeah i think so and it, like i said it, it's super easy to plug in a ds4 an xbox one an xbox 360 control and just map automatically many many games do it so 
give us skate four is what this comes down to. I think even he's... even if it was even if Tony Hawk was a good game, I feel like sixty dollars seems like a steep price tag for that experience. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm missing something. But like the Tony Hawk games of old, like you know, at the time they were they were worthy of the price tag because we didn't have, you know, the huge expansive games we do now. But I feel like like what is Tony Hawk doing to deserve that sixty dollar price tag, even if the gameplay was good? Sure. I I think yeah. actually there so they announced was it last week that um on last gen Black Ops three will be multiplayer only, like at, yep. at forty bucks or is it fifty bucks? It's fifty. 50. It's 50. See, that's still so too apparently much. to uh, Activision, the Call of Duty campaign is only worth ten dollars. Yeah, that's like I think Tony <laughs> like Hawk they works actually, the same that's way. Basically, what they just said themselves is that the campaign is worth ten dollars. <laughs> like Tony Hawk is that kind of game. Like release it for thirty dollars on like even retail, fine, whatever. But uh, even digitally, thirty dollars for like an, a Tony Hawk game that wasn't buggy and glitchy and broken, I would probably buy that. Uh, the same way that I, I mean, Nick, you said the same thing. If you would release COD every year for thirty bucks and it's multiplayer only, well, sign I would me up. Like forty bucks, forty bucks. Even I'd go 40. in for forty yeah, bucks, okay. just multiplayer and the and the zombies. There you go. I'd give you forty bucks so quick. Yeah. So it's it's just like they can't get past that sixty dollar price point for every game forever, and that's just sad. So all right, well, we're going to take another quick two minute break, and we'll be back with viewer questions. All right, commercials running. You're doing great with the commercial sacks. I like it. Yeah, Keep man. Them with 15 minutes. Hit them for two. That way you can drop a deuce if you need to. I mean, yeah. you know, no, there's exactly. one guy. There's like one guy at Robomoto who loves Tony Hawk, <laughs> and like he is on the brink of suicide right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that poor guy. Right. If you're listening right now, sir, please make a call. I mean, I know it's there's, a bad game, but help. people love you. You're okay, even if you put this shit ass game out. So don't. Just just call. Get the help you need. Yeah, I feel like if you make a really, like, it's such a personal thing, too. I'm, I'm assuming. I mean, I, I don't. <laughs> I'm assuming, I guess, if you like your project, it's a really personal thing. So then when it comes out and people are just like, this is the fucking. I mean, I'm sure they probably knew that they didn't have time. And Activision was like, no, put it out. We have a deadline. But yeah. I would guess if, I don't know, it probably is different for each person that works on a game. But that would be pretty hard to <laughs> go on and be like, yeah, that would be one of the, like, worst games in, re- in recent yeah, memory, like, like you know, some of us are mildly, you know, mildly annoyed that this game is not good. There's yeah. someone there who like loved Tony Hawk yeah. so much as a kid, and like had had the opportunity to become part of the legacy to work on it. And this is what, they- <laughs> this yeah. is what they put out. Now well, they're going to have to blot this out on their resume that they even worked on Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five. And but think yeah. about it from the standpoint of anything you do, like Scott, you stream all the time. Like think about. If you sure. have a bad stream. Yeah, if I ever had a bad stream. Yeah, yeah if you ever good, in your entire point. life had a bad stream, you would probably no, walk totally. away from that going, well, what could I have done better? Or like if I ever once hosted this podcast and it wasn't literally the best thing that anyone exactly. viewing yeah, or listening like where... had ever seen or heard, I but would probably be really upset like, about that's, that. That's different though than everybody just being like, this is just a steaming pile of fucking garbage. You know what I mean? Right. Like I mean, the, I've, the literally, I've literally never heard anything about this podcast other than this is the literally the best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I can't <laughs> wait to listen to next week's. Uh, you are all gods among men. If something other than that came out about the podcast, I would feel a little hurt, and then I would well, think, well, we'll kill that person, the, and it'll the, be fine. The better analogy would be if we do one podcast every five years. <laughs> and it, yeah, that's exactly. that's actually the and proper like we analogy. Spent all this time, and we like had we meetings. had gone every day, 
and talked about what this podcast is going to be about and spent, you know, many, many hours of our Literally, lives. Literally, babies, babies were born during the development of that one podcast for five years. And then it was just like the worst like, podcast given... were completely different people. <laughs> And given, like, we'd given previews of, like, hey, here's a little snippet of what you can expect in the next two years. And Some then people have actually can... died on the project, so there's less members than the last one five years it ago. Would, it's it like... would be, like, it would be <laughs> as if we, we started pod, or we started Cave Mod when we did, and we had, like, been working on the, this podcast project every day up until today. And this is our first podcast. That's what I mean. That's what I'm talking about. That's, that, well, that's the exact reason, Brandon, like, why, like, I, like some, like, game development or... Yeah, no, anyone it's gotta be brutal, brutal yeah. for like five years to work on something or something, and then be like, yeah, no, nah, it's not very, Definitely. it's it's garbage, and, and how quickly we are too to dismiss too, you know what I mean? Like where the game comes out and they're just like, well, forget about that piece of shit. Someone's like, yeah, exactly. that was six years of my fucking life, dude. Like, yeah, well, so not even from the Tony Hawk standpoint. Think about it from the Arkham Knight standpoint. That yeah. game came out, it was complete garbage on PC, and now they're about to re-release it. So how many people? that listen to this or that play PC games or even among us that are like doing the podcast, who, who's really going to go buy that game now? Like, nope, no, I have no interest whatsoever. And I genuinely like that series of games, but I will probably buy that game at some point. Really? For PC yeah. or for a console? Um, wherever I can get it cheap. Okay. Yeah. And like maybe on a steam sale at that point, I would pick it up, but like, like there's no, I have no faith in that series now because you released something that was so bad. There's no way that I'm going to give you my money at full price. And they're going to re-release that on Steam at 60 bucks again. Like It's going to be a hard sell. That's insulting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I guess if there's one, if there's somebody that works on games or has had this experience, I just want you to know that having had this discussion, I okay, I can see how that would be life-altering even if you did make it but also you can probably tell from a distance when you have a fucking tony hawk five right yeah when it's right yeah sure to that level you're not being like oh my god people are gonna not like this piece of hot trash (laughs) sure can't believe this didn't see this coming yeah Yeah, definitely people can be pretty delusional all right we should be back from the break now so let's let's dive into some viewer questions now that we've shit more on fucking garbage ass games that were terrible (laughs) and people are probably gonna kill themselves over uh, Grim Angel on Twitter asks, if you had to name a sex move with a movie title, I, comma, what would it be? I don't know why that I's in there, but I'm going to read them as they were submitted, so. Sex move. With a movie title. You got to take a sex move and name it with a movie title. I think. There will be blood. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's dark. That's really dark. Yeah, now saying it out loud, that is, I was, mm. <laughs> Yeah, but. Yeah. The Italian job. Die Hard is is mine. So that Die Hard. End. I want to die having sex okay. with an erection. That is mine. That's pretty good. Okay, yeah, I like that. And then uh, Die Hard Two is my sequel the second time. <laughs> Toy Story. I just call it. Big <laughs> Cock 5. You, you said you said you said any movie name. So I'm gonna call it Big Cock Five. Any movie? Because my penis is big. You see what I did there? I see it. I get it. I, I like Brandon's answer. By big, it's actually not. I mean, in one way it's big, but not in the other way. It's just girthy. It's real girthy. Girth, it, girth, is, girth is a measurement of largeness. It's true. Yeah. Brandon, can you say yours one more time? I'm afraid it maybe, story, maybe got... I, I love it. I can't, actually. 
Toy Story is not, maybe uh, the best answer. Toy Story is really good. <laughs> God damn it. I'm seeing some from Chad now. Freddy Got Fingered is it's a good one. Well, that's that movie is that movie is that, something else. The like, movie why, feels that, like drugs. Yeah, that movie's so I weird. don't think that's a good answer because like there's no mystery there. It's yeah, you're already telling us what the move is. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Interstellar. That's 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 a good one. The Iron Giant, I like that one as well. Ooh. The Iron Giant is a solid one. What needs to happen with all these moves is someone needs to go and uh put it into on the internet and write the or like what the actual move is though. Like yeah. push this out a little bit. I like the Dark Knight Rises as well. And Black Dynamite, that's solid. The Dark Knight Rises, I'm assuming, is uh, Aeneon's uh, answer. <laughs> wow, yeah, wow, that. dude. That's... Okay. Yeah, say that. We have to edit... Scott, I'm going to need you to edit that out of the audio. All right, version, that's fine. Please. It'll be gone. Don't worry. Oh, Dora the Explorer. That's <laughs> that's not a movie. That wasn't a movie, not first a off. movie. Uh, the Lost World. <laughs> oh, The Lost World. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't been touched for six. No country for old years. men is pretty good because I'm definitely not messing with any old men at this point. I like Enter the Dragon. I like that What's one. Wrong with a little bit of lemon party every once in a while. <laughs> no, I like this one. Twelve Angry Men. Twelve yeah. Angry Men is great. What a good answer. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. <laughs> wow. Uh, oh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Don't do it. Well, oh. man, okay. for some reason the other day I was I was watching like the musical bits from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory on YouTube, like the original one. Oh. That shit, is, if like that shit, fucking jams, dude. Yeah, bump that shit. Yeah, bump it. I can't wait for the EDM remix of that soundtrack. There are, there are really. There are, uh, I'm gonna need you to send me several links after this podcast is over. Actually, don't know them offhand. I've heard them though. All right, uh, let's let, let's end that question now. <laughs> Uh, and Getting closer and closer to the that one question. It's, I don't like yeah. it. That's going to be the rest of the podcast? Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get there. Uh, at Anders has asked, what has been one of your proudest purchases? First high-end graphics card? A GTO SpinTech catback? I don't know what that second thing is, but... <laughs> I, you that, know that what that face? thing is. Do I? Do I? <laughs> we all know what the GTO SpinTech catback <laughs> means. <laughs> If it's a Show us that game. muff, Brandon. I mean, sorry, the muffler. Show us that big muffler, uh, Brandon. Oh. Okay, now I understand. It's a car. So, Probably. Scott, let's start with you. Jesus what's Christ. what's your proudest purchase? I've been over this before. After after working a whole summer at 12 years old on a watermelon farm in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, I saved up my minimum wage 300 fucking dollars. I probably got paid less than that because it was off the books. I bought a Trek 800 mountain bike, 18-speed eight, with fucking... Uh, shifter like grip shifters. Uh, Damn, fuck! It was beautiful. It was red, and then it got stolen. <laughs> and then I lost it about two weeks later. It got stolen because I didn't lock it up. So Whew. it went from one of my most proudest moments to one of my most sad. Uh, but that was like, yeah, because that was like the first time I ever worked really hard, uh, and then you know, and then bought something it, like that, and then you know, then it was gone. Time. That was the last time too. That's basically what taught me that hard work is bullshit. Like, yes, yeah, I was like, I worked so hard, and then it was I gone. That's a great learning experience. Like, no matter how hard you work, someone will take this shit away yeah, from you. So exactly. Life to learn pain. it that early is great. Yeah. Nick, what it's about you? What's skip me? I'm still thinking. I'm still thinking. All right, Brandon. It. What What about you? My, I, I was apparently already answered. Is it that GTS Pintac Cadillac? Yeah. yeah. Is that where it's at? I mean, I guess that's certainly my claim to fame. How much was that little bad boy? When you bought it, did you like? Did you what, do upgrades uh, on it yourself, or 
Yeah, well, the cat back just means the exhaust, which I don't, I don't remember how much that was. Okay, gotcha. I mean, it wasn't cheap, but, like, I mean, I really enjoyed the car. It's, modding, modding a car is, like, one of the worst purchases you can make, <laughs> but it's so satisfying. Like, if you, you know, if you enjoy it, it's worth it. But when you actually think about it, like, it does nothing for your resale value. It yeah. costs a lot. Like, especially nice car parts cost a lot of money. Um, yeah, I mean, not a great purchase, but... I guess proudest purchase is a weird thing because I'm not like I'm not proud of a whole lot of things that I've purchased. <laughs> I've made like good purchases. That things sounds that I so sad. Were... <laughs> I'm, like that. I'm not proud of a lot of things that I've purchased. I'll just mean like you know I've bought PCs and stuff. Like I'm not necessarily proud of them. They I'm happy with the purchase. Right, sure. But proud is a weird way to describe you know things that you buy. Yeah, but it makes you think about that one purchase that like man that I'm I would show that off to other people. Like, yeah, well, I guess in that case, the stuff with my car actually does fit pretty well. Whatever ended up happening with the with that vehicle? Uh, a friend of mine owns it now. Oh, okay, you sold it, got it. Yeah. What What about you, John? What's your proudest purchase? Probably my first car. I mean, I bought it the day I turned 16, so that was a pretty good feeling to have been financially responsible enough as a kid to save up enough money to buy a car. What uh, What was your first car? It was like a 98 Grand Am or something. Okay. Uh, I would say mine is also my first car. Uh, I spent nineteen hundred and fifty dollars on a nineteen ninety six Pontiac Grand Prix LE that had ninety eight thousand miles on it and a rusted out gas tank. But goddamn, if I didn't love the shit out of that car! How long did you drive it? Did I drove that for oh two years, and then I only switched it out. I bought a a Jimmy after that, and the only reason I did it is because Ginny and I needed a car to go to the first Bonnaroo that we had ever gone to, and we needed something with enough storage space to haul all of our camping gear, so I traded in for that, but man, I was... That car sounded like shit, like I lived in a little, tiny, small town when I was a kid that was about eight streets and nine bars, uh... That you could hear my car coming from one end of town to the next. It sounded like shit. It was a, it was an awful car, but I was so proud to have a vehicle that was just mine. Like I can get in at any time, go wherever I wanted. That was that was pretty fucking great. Nice, yeah. Cars. The I, my first car, I paid three hundred dollars for, and then returned it after I brought it to my parents. Were like, bring it. It was a Ford. Oh fuck, I don't even remember. Uh, I want to say it was a Ford like Taurus, I don't know what year it was, but it was really shitty. I got it as a recommendation from one of the people at church that my parents knew. Nice. And I and I brought it to my dad was just like just get it checked out like this mechanical look at it and he won't charge anything. I'll just be like is it safe to drive? And I think I've said this before but he he took one look at it and was like I would not let anybody I love drive that vehicle. So <laughs> so I literally just gave it back and uh to the to uh them and I was like guys is like it was really awkward too cuz it's like to return a car that you bought for three hundred dollars does sound a little cheap, but yeah, <laughs> they were pretty cool about it. They were like, they were like, okay, were like yeah, if that's what the mechanic said. We don't want you to die and be liable for it. So yeah, here's your money back. <laughs> I actually just uh, I was I was getting gas on the way to the store the other day, and I was coming out of the convenience store because I grabbed water, and uh, somebody pulled in to the gas station in my first car, like not my exact first car, but the same year, make, model, color, everything. And I looked at him, I was like, is that a '96 Pontiac Grand Prix? And he went. Fuck yeah, it is. Still runs fucking great, bro. And just walked to the gas station. I was like, oh, that's about what I yeah, expect a guy that owns a '96 Grand Prix to sound like. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right, Brandon, you want to read this wait, next question? Wait, my answer oh, to the question oh, is yeah. the collector's edition of the Taken King. Of obviously, I mean, <laughs> who couldn't be proud with such a? I spent a twenty dollars for extra emotes. <laughs> 
All right, Brandon, you want to read this next question? I, I want you to read this one just because of because of how it's spelled. Uh, I guess I can give it a try. Give it a, give it a run. From Amnesia he, Hayes via email, he writes, Hello, KB Modders. Get the dust of off your scarfs. It's time for a fall. Who else is ready for fall leafs blowing into their pockets, footballs being kicked into their hair, eating good pumpkins, and drinking glass after glass of that nice warm fall water? What? With- <laughs> I'm sorry, maybe. I'm not sure if I got the right uh, inflection in my voice. And drinking glass after glass of that nice, warm fall water? There, Yeah, two question marks. That's the inflection you need. My question is, space, comma, (laughs) what is your favorite fall treat and or food? This podcast is nice, comma, amnesia haze. I have a feeling amnesia haze, which is spelled H-A-Y-E-S, had a little bit of amnesia haze before <laughs> he wrote this question up. Jeez. Wow. But fall treat or food, I mean, that's a, that's a valid inquiry. Hmm. Scott, Scott, well, pumpkin pie is always great. Pumpkin pie? Okay. So hold on, there's actually two questions here. He, he has asked us if we are ready. Oh, yeah. oh well, yeah. Various things. I'm locked in. I'm ready. I don't know that I'm ready for nice, warm fall water. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, I mean, doesn't everybody pour themselves a nice, a big glass of warm water? <laughs> That's drinking? how you ring the fall in. It's just lukewarm not hot, tap water. Not hot, just warm. Just Ugh, room temperature water in your mug every day. A tad bit of warmth there. <laughs> I'm I'm not sure I'm ready for footballs being kicked into my hair. Like that's gonna hit me right in the throat, honestly, and I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, that's the only area that you have the hair on well, your face. Well, it's, it's either that or pubes. Like I, either one, I'm, I'm I'm not big on either one of those. I'm surprised that you have enough pubes down there to catch a football, but well, Nick, that's a different podcast that we do every other week. So let's not. Is talk it? About... I didn't know what. What is the second? You're podcast? our guest next week on the Cave Mod Pubecast. So, lock in. Oh, sick. I have a airstrip. <laughs> okay, let's let's save it for next week, just so we don't want to give anybody a sneak preview too quick. Oh, but favorite fall treat, treat or food, um, Scott? What do you think? Fall treats? I mean, uh, I don't know. Give me, give me some options. I can't think I of mean, anything. Like, <laughs> what do you oh, okay, like no. to eat in the fall, dipshit? Like, I know we're in fall. I guess. Um, what do I, I don't do? know. Pumpkin, pumpkin pie, cookies. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, uh, pumpkin spice lattes, like. No, yeah. Unleash your inner white girl, Scott. Like, let it happen. Let it flow. Um, I, I like apple cider, but is that is that? Yeah, no, that, that counts. counts. Yeah, yeah. Apple cider. I, I like. I'll apple cider is great in winter, but I think it it becomes acceptable around fall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I would I would say apple cider. I like apple cider. We uh we've done uh like a Halloween punch a couple times that's mostly apple cider and then you add like soda water and uh like a dark rum to it. And that's always really nice. I like that. Anybody like Nick, what what would you say yours is? I said a, I said a bunch, man. A bunch. Ass? I mean eggnog. Ass? What's well, a little early for eggnog, I think, John? Yeah, eggnog is, is John, not fall. I think eggnog is squarely winter. Yeah. I start drinking I drink pumpkin eggnog. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Okay. I usually, as soon as as soon as the Fourth of July comes around, I pull up a nice frosty glass oh, of eggnog. <laughs> Celebrate America the way the founding fathers cold wanted. Eggnog. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> what about you, Brandon? What do, What do you think yours is? Um, 
I don't really love pumpkin stuff. Me and pumpkin, either. I feel like, is the default sort of like fall item. Um, that's hard to say. I think like I heard some, John say turkey right off the bat, which I, I do love me some turkey. Yeah, good turkey yeah, dinner. I like that's that. the thing. I basically I all I, my brain just goes to thinking about Thanksgiving when yeah. I think about fall treats, and so like you know cobblers like pies, things like that are good. But I, I mean I do like a good like a good cider. Yeah, a yeah. nice nice apple I feel like cider. Pumpkin though is really like is generally pretty much limited to to sweet stuff, right? You don't have very really many savory pumpkin dishes. It's um, all like. You can um, make like pumpkin bread though. Like pumpkin bread's pretty savory. Pumpkin like, bread is good. Well, actually, yeah, actually, that's a good call. I do like pumpkin bread, and that's very that, much a fall thing. Yeah, that's very very fall. For the three months of fall, I exclusively eat cans of jellied cranberry sauce. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> this explains like as, so as much as about you. Your bathroom must be store. a yeah. battlefield. God. Your toilet is destroyed I every love to see December. Nick Patton's bathroom after three months of eating. Only. You know the part in The Shining with the elevator and all the oh, blood comes out. <laughs> By November, like fall, the second week of November, to roll around and you're on a first name basis with the with the grocery store manager. Like when's that shipment coming in? <laughs> when those cran crans dropping? <laughs> oh my god, John, you sticking with just turkey or anything else? Yeah, I'm gonna go that? with turkey. You can't really go wrong with turkey. Leftover turkey, though. I also like dark meat. Oh man, we made turkey pot pie after Thanksgiving last year. That was way better than the actual our actual Thanksgiving meal. Like the the turkey leftovers are a solid call. That's how I feel too. Yeah, with turkey, like all the stuff you can do with it afterwards. Yeah, to me tends to be because that's just like there's... a cold turkey sandwich. It's like yeah, turkey. yeah. So with some mustard on it or something. A little mustard, a little cheese. Just you want to roll up a ham? Wait, what? I'm just all about ham over turkey. Because um. my family uh, during holidays, especially even on Thanksgiving, do you do they, both? Like, I, they do a turkey and a ham. Okay. Yeah, ham and is I just Christmas for, ham. for us. I just like ham more. So, all right. We could, this question, I'm sure, is going to go on for a little while. But Oh, God. We're doing it. <laughs> oh, maybe, who knows? Maybe we'll just have immediate consensus. That's true. Yeah, it could go true. either way. At KevinXTSSF on Twitter asks, Is cereal soup? And I'm glad that someone put this in here over, is a taco a sandwich that someone else asked me? Because fuck, no, it's <laughs> no, not. No, cereal is not soup. No, it's not. I'm going to go Answer. with yes. Yes. I'm going with yes. Why? It has... Defend your argument. Than, it has more than one ingredient, and it's it's like, it's an agree, it's a liquid ingredient with another ingredient that isn't a liquid. Yep, but... It's... Uh. So, so you think that oatmeal is soup? Yeah, because I consider it a meal. A, a meal type. Actually, I don't know. This is this. Oh, here we go. This is what happened. This is what I'm no, I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about like, would you call chili soup? Because uh, chili uh, often doesn't. I think doesn't chili, soup. chili is a type no. of porridge. It's a porridge. No. See, I think chili no. chili lands okay. more towards no. oatmeal. I I think I agree with John there. Chili is chili, not like a chili soup. isn't a soup. It's more of a, like I would probably put it closer to like a stew. It's like yeah. Well, is a stew a soup then? I think a stew is like a version of yeah. soup. It's like a, it's like a, a thicker soups. It's a okay. thicker soup. But it, but so is cereal a soup though? Yeah, I think it is. Really? I'm, I'm look. What's the definition of soup? All right. Well, Google. I literally just typed into Google: Is cereal a soup? And this is their. T- I don't know if you guys will get the same hit, but you know how they just answer questions the according to an article. Made typically made by boiling meat, fish, vegetables, or etc. Yeah. in a stock no, of water. No, no, no. So then, soup my definition is not stock. That's what it is. Soup requires a yeah, stuck. Milk actually, is not that's, stuck. That's no, it doesn't. Yes, yes, it does. Oh, yeah, every, every soup requires a stuck. Yep. 
Everyone. Yeah, that's them. actually a good point. You're putting think, bullion cubes in water case. and you're making a stock. You're boiling bones in water to make your broth instead of using bullion cubes. That's a stock. Right. Yeah, so unless you're making cap and Crunch stock somewhere before you, you pour I mean, that if you over. If you put cereal in the milk and then drained the cereal and then used that milk, that cereal-filled milk to pour on top of another cereal, you've made cereal stock for something else. Then That's it's true. a soup. <laughs> so maybe, maybe your second bowl of cereal could be classified as a soup if you're not... Drinking oh. the milk after so the when, first bowl. You, when you've got extra milk left over, and you're like, "Well, I can go for a little more cereal." You throw that in there. But yeah. what happens yeah, at that point if you add more milk? Because that's a, that's like a that's a cereal stock. I think you can make soup without stocks, though. No, this clearly I think is, you no, can. You, you absolutely no. What, what? So what would your base be? Just water and chicken? Like that sounds disgusting. Oh, no, you can make other ingredients. But you then do, it's you still can... you're going to put a liquid in there at some point. So even if you put like all your vegetables and chicken and noodles or whatever, like what? What? So then there's just water. Like that sounds like the worst soup of all time, Nick. Never make me soup, please. Okay, I won't. Yeah, I think if, if it's the stock argument, then yeah, think... cereal can't be. It's stock. So how, well, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. If you're not going to use stock, how would you make soup, Nick? Tell me. D- d- elaborate on your. soup. It would be more of a stew. It, there wouldn't. You would just make something like a really thick. Broth or something. Well, but even then, you're, if, broth, like, let's say you make like is, a, an Irish stew. Broth is broth stock. Is stock. Well, not with stock. We would mix it with other stuff. But I don't if, know. If you made an Irish if, stew, if you mix a liquid with something else, you're creating a stock. Pretty much, yeah. That's what a stock is. It's a bunch of ingredients boiled and heated in this liquid. Your normal bowl of cereal, where you just put cereal in a bowl and then pour milk over it, I don't think that classifies as soup. No. However. You could get more advanced with your cereal and potentially <laughs> turn it into a soup. I'm just not sure what, like, there would be no payoff mm. for doing so. Mm. Yeah, um, well, so wait, what if you did this? What if you took, like, let's say you're, you're, you're rolling out your Cap'n Crunch, right? You got your Cap'n in the bowl, you add some milk, you let it soak, but then you think, no, Fruity Pebbles today. So you take the milk out of the Cap'n Crunch through a strainer. So now you've got a Cap'n See, Crunch stock at this point. That is a, that is a soup. That you're making a Cap'n Crunch stock. And now you add yeah. Fruity Pebbles. That, that now can, okay, constitutes that a soup. Done. You're making a milk Cap'n Crunch stock with a Fruity I Pebbles. I feel like that. when we have to push the, the like, examples that far, the basic answer is no, it's not soup. Yeah. Because like the, the, the hot dog sandwich debate, like that, that had very clear examples where it was – there's like some some flawed logic. I don't think we have really any flawed logic here. I I don't think cereal is soup. No, I mean, I, I don't think so either. But I mean, I'm a little curious now about uh, T Joyce eight seventy nine is a taco a sandwich? Like let's let's explore this as well. Why not? Oh God. Um, it, I mean, no, does, didn't we no. didn't we discover that it requires two pieces? of A taco bread? does not have bread. A sandwich. No bread. Definition is between yeah. bread. All right then. It's yeah, we'll just kill that real quick. Let's see nice. then. All right. So cereal's not a soup. We've decided. It's so it is written. So shall it be done? Uh, all right. So we've got one last thing. Little little housekeeping. Uh, if you don't already, make sure that you go to iTunes, where you should be downloading your podcast from. Rate us. Five stars, and then we'll give you our... This is Brandon's segment. What are you doing? I'm just... I'm leading him into it, buddy. Instead of just saying, okay, Brandon, go do this shit. But give us a rating, and then Brandon, you have a chance for Brandon to read your review on our podcast. So, Brandon, what's our review for this week? We didn't... He didn't adequately explain what iTunes is or anything. That's well, like he in a fucking rupted me. That's why. So, all right, Brandon, let's just... Uh, Scott, I need you to cut that out. For the audio segment, Brandon, if I'm just podcast? an amateur, you know, an amateur young man looking for a nice podcast, how do I even find us? 
Uh, well, you would go to iTunes and you would search for the Caveman Why are you an amateur and why are you using the word amateur? Because that (laughs) makes me think of other things. Brandon, just explain the fucking iTunes (laughs) review of the week, goddammit. If you're a young amateur looking for a hot podcast, where can you find us? (laughs) Anyway. Tell us about podcasts, Brandon, and where you can download them. Uh, Well, no, I feel like now it's... It's probably if I'm if I'm already like looking for a podcast, I probably would have already tuned out by now because That's fair, of your I would have too. your uh, inadequate example. God but if you happen, I mean, listen, you can Google iTunes. You're gonna have to you're just gonna have to research it yourself this week and hope for the best. <laughs> but uh, yes, you should rate us on iTunes if you haven't already. Uh, the basically, you want to rate us five stars, and then you can put some content in uh, you know in the section where you after you rate us. And we pick uh, one of these reviews each week, and that could be you. You could be famous for one podcast episode at the very end where very few people are still even listening. So please do that uh, because we do read all of them, and we do appreciate all your reviews. And so this week, I think think Scott should read this one. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Is there any way that – I can't hear it, but would you be able to put any, like, royalty-free backing music hacks from, like – I mean, it's not going to happen. You got to literally get value. I'm not Nikon, so. Okay, all right, never mind. That's fine. Okay, well, let's just. <laughs> I no, literally don't just... know how to put an MP3 on top of another MP3. <laughs> no, no, I could do that. Well, I don't do the editing for the podcast. That's <laughs> right. Scott. So if you want to, Scott, you could do it. But on yeah, the why are you right now, him? Like, the one that you have control over this. You have creative no, control. Hosting, so he could. Never I mean, if if you had given me some lead in, I, I could have maybe brought in some royalty free shit, but I don't have it on. I don't next have it on Q. So let's let's just go to the review. I didn't know I was reading it. It's also okay. So the title of this is. Uh, of this review is Love is Best Served Moist. And, <laughs> Jesus, it is by uh, Flansy. Okay? So, <clears throat> here it is. I can already tell this is going to be shit. Start by doing what's necessary, then do what's possible. And suddenly you are doing the impossible. Then the impossible turns into the best and most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or even touched. They must be felt with the heart. But the heart can't change the direction of the wind. However, I can adjust my sails to always reach my destination. And as long as you change your thoughts and you change the world. <laughs> what a review. It's profound. I, it's deep. I don't even – there were moments that I thought one sentence was going to lead somewhere and then it just totally aborted it and went somewhere else. So. But in Iflancy's defense, I don't think any review has ever encapsulated the podcast as well as this one review. Yeah, because so. I'm like confused. I don't know what – just happened. I'd say that's <laughs> pretty much the end of every podcast. That's how most people feel. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so. But it does definitely evoke some kind of emotion in me. I don't know what yet. I can't identify it. Is it disgust? Is it? There's ah. so many emotional twists and turns through the reading. It's but true. the heart can't change the direction of the wind. That's the big thing. I mean, so I don't think I don't think that's a. He's not saying wind. He's saying win, right? Like right. a win, succeed. Your heart can't change your win or your loss, for that matter. Like. Yeah. No matter how much heart you put in, you can't wow. change it. I mean, we're going to get lost. But it's in like it turning into, this is turning into really dark then. Like, the heart can't change yeah. anything. He, he's saying, I can adjust yeah. my sails. Right. True. To, right. to ride so on he, anybody so, else's So, the bigger message, yeah, I, I see what he's saying. So, it's that, it's that personal responsibility, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you can't control, you can't control all the different factors of life, but you can't adjust how... You react to them with your sales. How this relates to a podcast, 
I'm a little confused about. Uh, but... No, I understand it completely. No, I get it. I get where it's okay. coming from. All right, you get no. it. What a what a what a prolific and profound review. Thank you, iFlancy, for your contribution. I have to remember the title that started all off. Love is best served moist. It's true. <laughs> That's right. It is. And, and no one wants dry love. It's flaky, it gets in your beard, it's terrible. Ugh. Oh. The fuck? Yeah, so that was uh that was Game One <laughs> Podcast episode two oh eight. Uh thank kind you guys. The moment. Well, listen. Let the word flaky. Flaky beard love? It's not okay. Is that what it does? I hear flaky and my brain immediately goes to psoriasis for some reason. <laughs> I, I was going to say it goes to like fucking biscuits. Yeah, or pie. Like biscuits, but. Any of those. Flaky psoriasis biscuits. Some nice so psoriasis good. biscuits. Give me that mm-hmm. recipe. <laughs> That's so fucking gross. It's a nice fall treat. Gonna biscuits. soak up some gravy with my psoriasis biscuits. That's actually my favorite fall treat is psoriasis biscuits. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh You're all terrible. It's my grandmother's recipe. You gotta try it. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> somebody with psoriasis, like, just has a cheese grater. And they just oh, get God. Like, no, no. It's all right, guys. No. I had a family member that had psoriasis. I can say this stuff. All right, that's going to do it for podcast episode 208. If you don't already, make sure you check us out at kvmod.com. You can follow us on Twitter at kvmodgaming. You can follow Scott at APL Fisher. You can follow Nick at Enfen. You can follow Brandon at Volition. You can follow John at kvmodjohn. And you can follow me at Hexadecimal. We will see you next week for episode 209. Thank you all so much for viewing and listening if you're one of those filthy audio listeners. Goodbye. Peace. Later. Yeah, duh.